We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second and 10 Niners, up 3-0. Purdy going to throw a double pass. Back to Jawan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! Mahomes, fighting for the end zone, wide open, caught, touchdown! Kansas City, Marquez Valdez, Scantling! check and Kittle are tight left, Purdy back, Purdy throws, and is caught by Jawan Jennings, breaks a tackle, touchdown! San Francisco! First down and goal to go, play action fake, right side throw, touchdown! side a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime kansas city wins the game 25 22 you're listening to jeremy and joe on the home of the bills wgr sports radio 550 what do i owe you 20 bucks Oh, great. I didn't even think of that. Congratulations, Joe. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I owe Joe $20. Uh-huh. It's a big win for you. Yeah, just as I suspected. Yep. The bet was... Uh, you know, never get bet against the Chiefs. They do say that. That's right. I should have just taken the Chiefs instead of the Dolphins. I had the top two seeds for a while, and the Dolphins fell apart. That was okay, because mm-hmm. I still had the Cowboys, and then they fell apart. And that was okay, because I still had the Ravens... And then they fell apart. But that was okay because I still had the Niners. Yeah. And they fell apart in our bet. Yeah. So uh, I got there. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm sending $20 to you right now. All right. Congratulations. Thank thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled. Joe, talk thrilled about. to be here. Talk about your win. What does this mean to you to get a Chiefs victory for, uh, you know, for your, your own bank account? $20. It's the dirtiest money I've ever received in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks. I, it's just the it's. Yeah. Hey everybody, know. the Chiefs. I don't know if you heard on the way in. They've got a really good culture, Joe. That's oh what it yeah, is. was it's that their, what they were it's talking their, about? It's their championship mm-hmm. medal. That's all that all that stuff. Yep. Here we are. We are we are now in the Chief. We are five minutes away from the first appearance of the Chief Way. As an article, the chief. I'm way. sure we'll get the chief way. Everybody, get ready for that. I don't know. Is there time or is there room on my timelines for that? But when there's, you know, just countless videos of goats. That's all my timeline is this morning. Goats. Oh, great. great. Yeah, it's all very exciting. Oh no, wait. Here you go. Here's a story that Kelsey and uh, and Reed will be back. Saw that Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter said they have both vowed to be back, so yep. uh, they can get into another sideline fight. Yeah, that happened, huh? <laughs> that happened. He just shoved Andy Reid. He shoved Andy Reid and screamed in his face. Yeah. Mahomes yelled at his uh, his receivers, Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. But as it generally goes, the winners get to tell the stories. 
What did Reed say about that confrontation with Kelsey? Uh, caught him off guard, and he's just passionate. He wanted to play in the game, and I love that. I just I'm, Andy Reed says he loved that. I'm not gonna lie; I'm surprised he was even asked about it. But yeah, sure, he, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Good thing he didn't get knocked over. Good job by Andy Reed because it would have been more of a story maybe if Reed goes down there. He uh, stumbled a bit. Other coaches might go to the turf there. Reed is probably yeah. pretty pretty steady. Yeah. Going to yeah. be a tough one to knock over. On the forget the uh, who would win in Royal Rumble. Who would be the toughest one to actually knock over? Oh, Reed's on the list. Reed's up there. Yeah, more than like Robert Sala. He's pretty solid. He is. I feel like I would. You would like bump Robert Sala to go. Just like internal sure. squeak, like everything hurts the moment you run into him, like a rock. The Chiefs win. Aren't we all shocked? Is everyone surprised? Didn't everyone watch that entire game knowing exactly what would happen at the end? That the Chiefs would just win it? They would just find a way to win it? There were multiple plays where you were one play away from the Chiefs losing. Yeah. There's a fourth down play. There's in regulation when the Niners have the ball. Man, if they just get four yards here, they could pretty much run it out and kick to win. Yeah. And, of course, they did not get that. And here we are. Another Chiefs win. Who's surprised? Three Super Bowls for Mahomes and Reed. Three. Out of four. Three out of four. I mean, that that's that's dynasty, right? That's that's what you need. Or three out of five, sorry. It's three out of five. Because three out of five. Oh, the, the Tampa Bucks, and LA. Yeah, the Bucks the and, and the Rams won in there as yep. well. That's still three out of five. They're they are legit their dynasty. Yep. And, and he, he's already Hey, uh the, the ESPN guys that can run with it this morning, he's immortal now. Yes, he, he is. He won. That's what they said. Three out of five. And would you bet against four out of six or four out of seven? One of their headlines was Magic Mahomes does it again or something like that. Perfect. Magic at, Mahomes. At least man. that did happen in the end. Because for a good. At the end, it did. It was not good, happening no, for three half that quarters. Game, three quarters, half that game, it was going to be they're going to give this dude the MVP and he's not going to do anything. Yeah. The MVP oh, was man. probably on its way to Juwan Jennings or even Christian McCaffrey who had 160 yards. Yeah, my group of friends was asking repeatedly through this game, like, who's the live MVP right now? People were joking like, about a special teamer. Yeah, we were wondering if the kicker would get it for uh, for for Kansas City or, or for San Francisco, too. Moody, just what, who are they going to give this to? If Ray-Ray McLeod returns a kick here, is he, is he that close? Can yeah. he get it? I thought McCaffrey was... On his way to doing it on that final drive in overtime because he had started to eclipse like 150 yards total, even though they didn't run really all that well. For as much as I saw, was it Aaron Schatz that had this yesterday? The Chiefs' run defense was like really bad for like the entire season. Yes. Last five weeks, second best in football. So, well, was it good yesterday? I mean, McCaffrey? They held him to 3.5. Okay. I, I don't know that they stopped him through the air, but his ru- rush per attempt was down. So well, throughout but, the game, there was a belief that Shanahan was not running the ball enough. McCaffrey was yeah. not getting enough touches. He went twenty-two for eighty, three point okay. six per attempt. Well, there's a, is, isn't that a commitment to the run? Twenty-two. Yeah. yeah, it is. But it wasn't. It, isn't, it wasn't that efficient. No, it's also in overtime too, which is you know yeah. worth mentioning. That's true. But. Yeah, no, Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes at the end of the day goes for 300-plus yards. He gets his touchdowns. He runs for 66 yards. There were giant runs on that final drive by him. He 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 got there. They could not do anything in the first half. But it's just a rule. Didn't you tell me last week they were 29th in the NFL in second-half offense? Yep, the Chiefs were, yep. Just, uh, 
I did not want to assume that they would just figure it out because they they were down 10. They haven't been the same on offense all year. Their strength has been defense. I knew that stat about how bad they were offensively in the second half, but no, it's just it's a rule. It's scripted. They had they had to get their points. They had to find their way they, there. They had to get a fumble in special teams. They had to get a missed fumble. extra point along the way. Yeah, that was not a blocked extra point. That was a missed extra point. Jay Feely came on the broadcast and said, "This one's on Moody that's because a, he kicked it low. That's a low kick. Yeah. That's a missed extra point." They also got lucky on the fifty-seven yard field goal by Butker. Did you see what happened there? No, it's like the same thing. He actually slipped. Butker slipped on his follow through. The kick, just like Moody's block, low. was really low. And go watch the replay from the one angle. It goes right between two extended hands. Below two extended hands of 49ers defensive linemen. Like a magic eight ball, just right through the middle. They recovered four out of five fumbles in the game, the Chiefs did. Mm-hmm. Five times the ball hit the ground. Four times the Chiefs got it back. <laughs> hey. Sweet. Yep. Goat, baby. That's the goat. He was good, though. Of course. He was great. He always is. Yep. Have you ever seen him under more pressure than he was in the first half? Have you, oh, ever, no, have you ever seen a team be that good at just swallowing him up? I was getting... He got sacked three times in the first half. And when that, does that happen? That does not happen. It does not happen. I was getting legitimately mad at the Bills as I was watching the 49ers just surround him and not allow him to do anything for the first two quarters. There was just there nobody was open and he couldn't scramble because they were so after him. They couldn't run the ball all that well early on. Like they just couldn't they couldn't get drives together. And hey, like I, the Bills were missing their linebackers. Fred Warner was in there to be fair uh because he's elite. But they had a career special teamer in there yeah, next to him and they were doing fine for two quarters. Another break that goes the Chiefs way Dre Greenlaw injures himself Running onto the field. Yeah, how how bad is that? Tough for that Just guy. Just another thing. Yeah. Wow, they, the, wait, the Chiefs got a break? Oh, good. They deserve a couple. I mean, listen to these drives. Three plays, punt. Four plays, punt. Five plays, fumble. Three plays, punt. 13 yards, field goal. That's the half. Then second half. Three plays, pick. Three plays, punt. That's how they... That was their first, like, nine drives. Or eight drives, however many that was. That they just couldn't do anything. And then they just they found their way. They got it together, and Kyle Shanahan, I guess, has a rule of thumb. He's got to lose Super Bowls when he's up big. Yep. Two of them are to the Chiefs, and one is to Brady, to, to be fair to yeah, him. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, uh, the quality of competition is pretty strong. Yeah, it's Mahomes and Brady that have, that have had these comebacks. No so. one is allowed to hate them more than him. He's allowed to be really mad about Mahomes and Brady existing. Shanahan? Yep. Hey, take the ball second, dude. If you want to win, take the ball second. I'm not so sure about that. I, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. There's a number of reasons for that. He explained it. He said, why? Did you hear the explanation? I, I did. Because we wanted the ball third. Yeah. I just don't think you're very often getting it third. I don't think there's a third. If you have a, the right coach on the other side, or a smart coach, I just don't think he's letting you get to a third possession. And Reed, Reed's a punter. You forced him into being aggressive, Andy Reid. He he wasn't though. He went for it on, but he went for it on fourth and one because he had to. Right? Does but, he? Does he? Whoa, punt? whoa, whoa, whoa! Where was the fourth and one on his own? Like twenty-five. Right? He right? couldn't have kicked the field goal. No, but what I mean is, if they got the ball first, they would have gone for it. They would have gone uh, for a fourth. Are you sure? And one. Yes. He's yes. a punter. They would have gone know. for it. 
That's a good point. Could they have punted first? Maybe. But what Shanahan wanted was the ball third in that scenario. And it is kind of funny because it's the first iteration of this new overtime format. Right. So there's no historical right. so precedent. We nothing. don't know what yeah. coaches will do. All these coaches, even the aggressive ones, skew conservative. Did you see what Mahomes said? He said the they would have kicked he the ball. He said they would have kicked the ball. They would have wanted the ball second. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that's right. Because if you decide to take the ball second and it goes field goal, field goal, field goal, you right. lost. Which is, that was not impossible. At some point, you know, as the Chiefs are on that final drive, you're the Niners, you're thinking, get a stop. Get them in a fourth and something they don't like. Mm-hmm. They'll kick a field goal and they'll try to play defense and now you're playing sudden death. So, it basically becomes, and I don't think that the Niners were in a spot... Sure, they had a fourth down where they ultimately decided to kick the field goal. That was a fourth and six? It was a fourth and four. Fourth and four. Fourth and four from the nine. Right. What? Which, like, that, that's the other thing that's getting pointed out. If you had taken the ball second and got to that same situation, you'd know what you need. You'd never, in a, I mean, you, you kick the field goal, you'd lose. You'd know to go for it on fourth and four. I, You're getting more information by if, going second. If the Chiefs get a fourth and four from the six, I'm not so sure they go for it. Reed might kick that. You just said he's a punter. He he probably kicks the field goal and kicks off. I think you got to know. Who, maybe maybe I don't know what to do with Reed here. I think if I if I if I got Dane Campbell on the other side, if I got one of these sharp coaches right. on something like this, I'm never letting them first. But right, like is you Reed, don't know. Am I supposed to give Reed that much credit for this stuff? And probably we could not. give everybody can take a lot of credit, or everybody can take a lot of shots at Dan Campbell, who's aggressive, and you have a lot of aggressive coaches. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's not an aggressive coach. He went for a fourth down in regulation. And it was one where, did you see the numbers? The analytics did not like that. Yep. He lost two percentage points win probability by not kicking that field goal, and they ended up scoring a touchdown. Yep. So, that was just gut. That was just his that, gut. That was definitely gut analytics. That was for him. his gut, yeah. So, I think it's a little tough. I mean, I probably would kick off and want to know. Yeah. But we don't have we don't have enough, and first off, First off, it's the first ever look at that overtime. Yeah. And how many times will we ever see it? The idea that how long it will take to get 100 trials so we know what coaches do with the second possession. How many of them will kick there? How many of them will go for two if a a two-point conversion means getting the win? It's the rule that was put in place because of the Mahomes and Allen game. And it was not necessarily sure. I, I, I guess... You'd want to say that the decision is different, yeah. But the outcome of that game would have been the same pre the the Bills, Chiefs, and Allen, and that thirteen seconds game. They didn't have to invoke any rules. That was the same outcome under the old overtime format. The only thing yeah. that was different is if they score a touchdown, it's not over, right? And since the Niners didn't score a touchdown, nothing was different. So that game kind of falls in under the old overtime rules, yeah. 32, by the way, playoff games all time have gone to overtime. Well, 33 now, I guess, because of last 33. night. And 33 only, in, like, in, in 60 years, like yeah. merger. And only one so. in this format where if you score a touchdown, you don't automatically win. Which, right. again, the Niners didn't even do that. So all that's different is the rule's different. The outcome, you know, is... that. I guess that's what's different. Maybe on a fourth and four from the six, if you're Shanahan, yeah. here's where the, the rule actually hurts the team to take the ball first, kind of your point. Maybe you go for it on the six because you think if we score, we win. Yeah. And if we don't, they're at the six. Right. I don't want to hand them a scenario where a touchdown wins. Right, which yeah. is what you did when you kicked off to them. You say, all right, all right, here you go, Mahomes. You can win this game with a touchdown. Yeah, and I would never want to give them that. No. Nope. Even, even this Chiefs. I mean, they were at least hot down the stretch fourth quarter. 
right? Like how much you had to decide how much faith you had. You're, this is you know figure out how you tr- how much you're going to trust your defense because now the game's in your defense your defense's hands. You're putting the ball in Mahomes' hands to win the game, and I just would never would never want to be there. I would want to know what I need. I would want to you know I would want to dare Andy Reid also to kick an extra point on a touchdown if he got it first. Would he? That's another question. I don't know if he got asked that. Again, we might not. We might not see this for two, three more years, or ten. I hope we do. But <laughs> by the way, it did say twelve of the last twelve seasons. We're averaging like one per game, one overtime in, in recent times. Okay, um, one per year for playoff. I, I would want to know: Was Reed going to kick an extra point? Was he going to allow me to win the game with eight? Because if he doesn't. This is, again, where I, I hope, I wish we would get this more often because I don't know what c- coaches would do because if you take the ball first, what what does Reed think? What does Shanahan think? Is it, okay, well, if I, it's a risk because I'm, I'm kind of screwed if I don't get it, but if I get the two-point conversion, I've locked in, I've guaranteed I'm going to get the ball back no matter what because they can't beat me. I have eight, the best they can do is eight, and then I just need a field goal to win the football game. But... Shanahan never got that question, and he also never got in that situation. Right. The Chiefs. How mad should I be about the Kelsey bumping Reed thing and screaming at him on the sidelines and how that was treated as nothing? I mean, you said it. Winners tell the story, right? Yeah. So. That's, that's the kind of play from Kelsey and what he did to Reed on the sideline. They didn't talk about it much on the broadcast. The halftime panel. They showed it, didn't they? Yeah, they, glo- they showed they it. But they didn't oh, say anything? Oh, look at that. If And on the halftime show, they glossed over it. Had that been another player, had that been Debo Samuel on Kyle Shanahan, yeah. it would have been the full halftime show. Mm-hmm. The full halftime panel. How they're losing their composure, and you got to get this guy off the field, and how could you let this happen? Travis Kelsey just gets away with it. He He's just allowed He's allowed, and other players are not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. We get constant conversations around here about people yelling at each other on the sidelines as if it's some sort of indication that everything's falling apart. Here are the Chiefs doing it in the Super Bowl and winning. Like, I don't know. The whole Kelsey thing made me mad, really mad, because I know how that goes yeah. if that's another player, whether that's Diggs. Whether that's, I mean, pick anybody. If that's Odell Beckham. Oh, man. If what happens? Him. If it's him. Yeah. If it's Cam Newton, you know? Yep. If it's, well, is it just anyone who hasn't won? It might be that. It might be race. It might be anybody that hasn't won. It's probably, I mean, I want to go with the win. Because if it's Mahomes, yeah. it's probably the same as Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Bra- Mahomes. Brady's done stuff like that how, how many times? A million times. But he had five Super Bowls. He won. Six, six Super Bowls. So. He won, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what happens if, uh, I don't know, if Jared Goff did that to Dan Campbell? <laughs> Although I can't really Dan imagine Campbell that would, in my head. <laughs> throat slam him. He would, he, that would, that's the guy. How do we not mention Dan Campbell, by the way, as a guy that it would be hard to take down uh, as a coach? Um, I don't know. I, I didn't get too bothered by it. I think it's just kind of like, yep, that's the way it is, right? Like, it's just there's different treatment for the winners. There's different treatment for that guy. There's there was different treatment for Brady on this sort of stuff. So I don't know. I, I they were they were devolving at the end of the half, right? Like they were frustrated. They were upset. I want man. I wanted so bad for the Niners. Just kind of pull away a little bit there. But 
they listen. The Chiefs' defense was great too. I saw numbers that I think was it Ayuk and Debo Samuel combined for fewer yards than McCole Hardman did on the game. Maybe it was Ayuk and somebody else. Maybe it was Ayuk and Kittle. But they could not get. That's their best receiver. Three for forty-nine. Yep. For the whole game. I mean, it was Debo, by the way. Debo and Ayuk. They combined for seventy yards between the two of them. That's or not eighty a, yards. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. The Chiefs is the Chiefs defense is great. It is great. They and had they, how many times did Spagnolo dial up like a blitz on third down where Purdy just and the Niners just did not look ready for it. And the the play ended up being not even an attempt because oh that guy's unblocked. Well, there was a moment in the fourth quarter, and I'm not sure if any Bills fan thought of this, but Romo, Tony Romo, for better or for worse, throughout the game was maybe he was annoying to you, maybe he was bothersome. In the fourth quarter, he was crushing it. He was yeah. absolutely killing it in the fourth quarter because he got game scenarios and he was talking about Spagnolo's mindset. And he knew, he, he, he laid it out multiple times about the, the Niners and how to handle this. There's no way he's not going to bring pressure. No matter mm-hmm. what you see, he's going he's going to go down swinging because the worst thing Steve Spagnolo can do, he knows this, the worst thing he can do is give you the ball as time expires. He knows he has Patrick Mahomes. He needs to swing at you, and he's going to swing at you. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, what happened on the third down that would have basically won the game for the Niners, yeah. they get a free runner out of the secondary. Was it Reed, Justin Reed, who batted the pass? Was, McDuffie. McDuffie. It was, it was McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. McDuffie gets a clean look at Purdy and bats a pass down. Yeah. And Romo was saying through the whole time, like, you know he's going to come at you because – he doesn't care if you get in the end zone, and he doesn't care if you kick a field goal from here. He's got Patrick Mahomes. The one thing he cannot let you do is pick up seven yards. Yeah. So it's boomer bust. Go for it all out. Spagnolo knows this game. And I thought about the Bills. I thought about, does McDermott play defense thinking, I've got Josh Allen on the other side? I, I, I thought about that. He probably does. Does he get more aggressive because of it? Maybe, maybe not. They had games this year where teams went down the field on them and scored late. Yeah, they did. He also, though, did he? I'm, I'm trying to I'm remembering specific moments that aren't isn't that Broncos game because it's different. But like where it's third down and McDermott dialed up a blitz, dialed up pressure at the right time. Again, I can't think of specific instances off the top of my head, but I feel like we have we had a higher rate of that this year yep. than we had had in past years. Where oh, perfect timing. Third down, they're off the field. You got them off. By the way, I saw Stephen Ruiz blast the ni- the Niners for on that blitz play. They motioned McCaffrey to receiver. They left Kittle in at running back to block, which I guess he had only done like on like four times all year. He had blocked out of the backfield, completely missed. Hmm. He blocked the wrong guy, and there you go, free rusher. There's no, there's basically no play. So, I don't know whose call that one was, but Spagnola had it right anyway. That, that, that's the year the defense kind of took over the league. How, like, we let the Chiefs be the team that figured out how to have an elite defense? <laughs> like, the first year that they're finally not this juggernaut on offense. And there was an elite defense just ready to step up for them. That's where it's not fair. That they hit on all their picks. They were smothering the best players on the Niners. They were capable of doing that to the Ravens and to Diggs and to the Dolphins. Look at look at the offenses. Look at the weapons they held down in the playoffs. Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, 
Mark Andrews, and only want to pick for the Ravens. You could just say Lamar, I guess, in yep. general. And then yesterday, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, McCaffrey in the run game. I mean, Mahomes, he, his margin of error was higher than ever. They could have halves where they couldn't do anything because that defense, this year, when they the year they needed it to happen, it decided to be like the second best defense in football. All time, one of the all time great quarterbacks, one of the all time great head coaches, and arguably one of the all-time great defensive coordinators in Spagnolo. Four times Super Bowl champ as a D.C. now. Four times. Three with the Chiefs. What's the other one? Giants. Giants. Okay. Brady. He beat yep. Brady with the Giants. All-time great defensive coordinator. Yep. Hey. It's 2024. Wide receiver train feels a little bit uh, not totally fueled up right about now. I don't know. I, I got a wide receipt. We had, we, there was one guy yesterday that my group of friends was all repeatedly going, that's the guy right there. Cheap free agent contract. Do it. Who? Jawan Jennings. No. He's going to be cheap. Sure. Did he make a lot of money yesterday? He might have. I mean, he can throw touchdowns too. The tweet of the night belonged to Bill Barnwell, I believe, uh-huh. who after Jawan Jennings threw that touchdown pass to Chris, or to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Said, see, anybody can play quarterback in this offense. (laughs) That's the tweet of the night. Jawan Jennings (laughs) touchdown pass. Uh Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. It's a Super Bowl win for the Chiefs. It's great, isn't it? And everybody's so happy. I'm I'm thrilled. Are we supposed to just enjoy greatness? I don't know if you see people say, just enjoy it. Oh, okay. I've had a lifetime of just enjoying greatness from an AFC team in the Bills way. Just enjoy it. Yeah, sounds awesome. Thanks. Thanks. I'll have another helping. This is great. We'll get a break in. 803-0550. Sal's going to join us at 8. We'll see how he, you know, got through this game if he's upset. <sighs> Usher, here, we here we are again. Usher was good. Usher was great. I really thought that was very good. A lot of really good commercials. He had a lot of... Is that the most like special guess that a, a Super Bowl halftime performer's ever had? Like six special guests. Yeah. Like CeeLo Green just got dug out of some <laughs> hole after like 10 years. Like, where's he been? He, there he is on stage, doing, like performing. Sweet. Yeah. That was a good job. 803-0550. On the Super Bowl, what do you come out of it thinking? What, what's, what's the takeaway from this Super Bowl, from this year? 803-0550 to join us. Jeremy and Joe on, uh, you know, Super Bowl Football Monday here on WGR. High punt. Townsend goes down and now picked up by McConnell. He fumbles it. He fumbles the punt. A muff punt. And Kansas City's got the football. He's got the football at the San Francisco 17-yard line. Chiefs call of one of the four fumble recoveries for the Chiefs. Ball hit the ground five times. Chiefs got it four. The one they lost was a red zone fumble. Kind of canceled out. The McCaffrey fumble and the Pacheco fumble kind of washed each other out. Otherwise, the other three, the Chiefs went three for three on recovering those three. So that ball hit a guy's leg? Yes. Which is the only reason why McLeod even tried to pick it up, because he knew he had to? Yep. Right, right, come on. Couldn't have grabbed it. We all all needed you. It's tough. It's tough. 803-0550. Hey, good morning. Happy offseason? 
Yeah, one more day of this is now the this, off season. It is the off season. The season has ended, and you know it's another Chiefs win. They go back to back to win it. And was thinking about yesterday. You know, Mahomes says we're not going anywhere. I wonder mm-hmm. how true that is versus other teams that have won the Super Bowl. They are young and good. Yeah, and they have a. Good amount of cap space. They'll have to yep. re-sign Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed, but they're young and good, have a lot of cap space, and are probably about to add a receiver to help the offense. Kelsey's coming back. Yep. Reed's coming back. They're probably gonna they can sign a receiver and draft one. They they can walk they could walk in next year. They they could do this. I mean they'd have to pull it off. But with Rasheed Rice, Mike Evans, and a first round rookie at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So all of the struggles they had about getting guys open this year, they can they can fix easier than the Bills can just because of the difference in cap space. And they're going to have what the thirty second pick. What's the difference for? So yeah, they're. I don't think they're going anywhere. No way. What? How could? What possible reason could you? Ha- they their offense went down. That was the thing that made them look vulnerable. And I'm just not believing that they're going to sit there and allow that to happen again. They're going to go invest. Offensively, they've gotten they've got an elite defense, and their defense is kind of cheap. I mean, you mentioned Snead and Jones, right? So they'll pay yep. them. But McDuffie is cheap and young. Yeah, like they drafted the whole thing. So not you know most of the Karloftis, like a lot of those guys are still on rookie contracts. Amenahue, uh Bolton, I think. So they still on that Willie Gay. Like most of their defensive players, like they, they didn't have to go sign a Von Miller. I guess is a big difference there. They'll have to go pay Jones against Snead again. Like that's that's worth mentioning, but they are pretty pretty good. They're, they're in pretty good shape. They're, they're set up. Yeah. How much do we want to make this about them? How much do you want to make it about the Bills? How much do you think about the Bills watching that game last night? Give us a call on this. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Do you, do you do you think about how the Bills couldn't stop them one time? And here are the Niners basically pitching a shutout in the first half. I mean, the Bills were down some players. We know this, but no, not not one real chance at a stop, right? Not really. You think about that? You think about how since 13 seconds, which, you know, we all sit here and think about that as the one that got away. The Chiefs, of course, didn't win the Super Bowl that year either. The Chiefs have just won the two since. Yeah. After they traded Tyreek Hill, by the way. Yep. They traded Tyreek Hill and won back-to-back Super Bowls. <laughs> it's even it's even crazier. Yeah. I thought about them in the first half, angry at the idea that they were the only team maybe all year where the Chiefs looked great for all four quarters. And the first half, the way the Niners looked, defensive line was a way you could have been mad. What's going on here? The Big Niners time. are after him on every play. And that's rare, so we don't want to get too mad at somebody for not doing it. But Bosa is in his backfield on every play. And the Bills, where they were healthy in that game, was defensive line. They they couldn't touch him. They couldn't get anywhere near him. Again, which has happened repeatedly. And then, I don't know, second half, this isn't all the way fair to the Bills, but second half, I just kept shaking my head going, we had to give them that draft pick. <laughs> Like the Vikings could have out, couldn't have outbid them. We couldn't have given it to somebody else. So they couldn't have just been ready to draft a quarterback right there. Again, not fair to them, but I, I was thinking more than ever in that second half about how the Bills gave them gave, gave them the Mahomes pick. Overtime in the Super Bowl. I'm glad it ended in the first overtime because 
if it had gone to a second overtime, which by the way, why do they have, why have a clock? Why have a yeah. clock? I I don't was it like timeouts got reset maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, what's what's the need for a clock? I don't think you need one. That's you could, weird. You could just have however many timeouts you need and you have all the whole thing be untimed. You could have a play clock. Yeah. But if it had gone to the second overtime, the people that believe the Super Bowl w- is scripted was going to triple. Yeah, because what what happened? Schefter... Because a CBS executive had joked that for two point one billion dollars they better give us double overtime, and it ended mm. basically what the last play of the first overtime. Had yeah. it gone a second overtime, yeah, right. How does how do they qualify what second overtime is? It's not when you make it to the third possession; it's when the clock hits it. That's a great question because <laughs> that's stupid. Right. Second overtime should begin when both teams have traded possessions, and now I go to the third possession. But I, that might not be right. Because if there's three minutes left in the first overtime and they've both scored, is it still three minutes? Is it still overtime? There shouldn't be a clock. All right. Now, I didn't even think of this last I, night. There I shouldn't be a clock. The, yeah. I don't know which defines double overtime. But Gene it, didn't explain this? No. Either no, way, Gene. it did not go to double overtime. It ended in the first overtime. No. No, it did not. I, but I was, by the way, getting more mad at the Chargers. Yesterday, as much as I was getting mad at the Bills, this is a year where they were kind of they were they were there for the taking. They lost to Aiden O'Connell on Christmas. They lost a bunch of games down the stretch. They what was the record? Eleven and six. It's not great. It wasn't terrible either for a division winner. And they've got a quarterback too, but they're too busy being the joke of an organization that they are. That they just can't they can't compete. That's a year where I need someone in the AFC West to kick them down. To be fair, though, they also won two road games on yep. the way to making it. So who's to say they wouldn't have just won another road game and made it anyway? It's the rule. 803-0550, Usher. Okay, so who appeared? Alicia Keys. Before we get to that. Who was minus 500 to appear, did. Okay, yep. I was going to say Post Malone was awesome on the Post Malone. On God Bless America. Um... Usher was with Alicia Keys, and Lil then John. was CeeLo Green after that? Ludacris. Ludacris. Um, her was out there on the roller skates, right? The roller bladers. Roller skates, roller blades? Roller skates. Roller skates. The roller skating portion of the halftime show was impressive. Yeah? Yeah. They were doing like backflips on, uh, on roller skates. Just to choreograph roller skating, Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, Lil John also, I realized that, you know, he just kind of, he, he played his role, right? He just got up there and shouted, okay, over and over and was great at it. <laughs> Did you guys see the guy that like flew up in the air during his section of like during Lil John's like portion when he first got introduced? No, I missed Everyone that. was going crazy and you can see a guy in the background in like a blue shirt and khakis yeah. go like 10 feet in the air, like uncontrolled. I don't Launched. know if he was, yeah, I don't know if he was thrown into the air or like. I don't yeah. know what happened, but he just appeared in the background and then mm. disappeared. Also, I did not realize this until after the fact, but the guy in the mask, like the the robotic looking, uh, like Ready Player One mask, Will I Am. It was Will I Am, and yeah. I didn't know that until after the fact. So, I would give I would give that halftime show like a nine out of ten. It was one of the better ones I've seen. I think. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Watching the. Uh... Commercials. The, com- the commercials were good. What I realized, by the way, is when you do watch, when you watch the Super Bowl with a good amount of people, there's enough talking going on where, okay, one, I don't have to listen to Gene Steratore, really, but two, you're gonna miss a good amount of the commercials. Oh yeah, 
You have to tell people to be quiet if you're at a party. And nobody's and, doing that. Right, yeah. Like, guys, quiet. i got to watch the Subway commercial. <laughs> I know. That's a good way to seem like a real jerk. Yeah. Were the commercials good, though? Yeah. All right. They're a bunch of good ones. All right. Really good ones, I would even say. Heartwarming, tear jerkers, mm-hmm. some good laughs. I enjoyed them. Good. 803-0550. If you want to join us, you can. Give us a call on, you know, the Chiefs and their dynasty. Three Here we are, just, just, five. just living in somebody else's dynasty again. It's pretty incredible. That they have three out of four? My sorry, entire sorry, football life is just Brady and Mahomes. It's just Brady and Mahomes, the whole thing. Yeah. With a guy mixed in here and there, it's those two. The two dynasties that this conference has seen, like, ever. When's the last one before that? You got to go back 50 years? Like, the, the Dolphins count? I don't even know. The Bills were almost one, but... How many more? How many more? This is what we should get into a little bit later. How many more is Mahomes going to win? How old is he? Is he 28? Yep. Yeah, we can get that later. It's going to be... Three? It's going to be more. I bet three. Three more? The over-under should be three and a half. So you think they... I'm not going to do the Brady-Mahomes thing, but you think they'll match the Patriots? Yes. They'll get to six? The thing about the Patriots I mean, is, after they won their third, they, they went, went on a ten-year break. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Before they hit like a second wind. And so, do you think this team will go on a ten-year break? No. No, I don't either. I mean, imagine. Can you can you imagine the way they've looked? Can you imagine them going that long without winning? It's kind of amazing. New England went that long without winning. Who's beating them? Baltimore. I mean, someone eventually. Uh, Peyton Manning. The thing about them, though, is someone's going to have to do it to them. We just kind of went through like the cap stuff and Mahomes' age and if Reed's sticking around and Kelsey's sticking around. Remember, Kelsey dealt with like a knee thing that he had in training camp all year. He could even be better next year. Like Someone's got someone's to gotta catch them. It's not going to be them falling back. So that's the Bills getting better. That's Burrow returning right, and staying healthy. And that's the Chargers in their own division with the franchise quarterback actually pushing them at all. Push them even the way Miami pushed the Bills. Just something. Give get in their hair in December. So but, I don't think they're coming back. I think other teams gotta catch them. But even getting in their hair in December, that doesn't even matter. We now live in that space. Last night's a great example. It's a game where for a long part of the game the Niners were better. And it just doesn't matter. We're gonna get to next year the Chiefs will have lost three straight in November. They'll be seven and six, and you'll think maybe this year they don't make the playoffs, and then they'll win the Super Bowl because, like, that's where we live now. Yeah, eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe, give us a call if you'd like. It's uh, you know picking up the pieces of another Chiefs win. And we got to buck up, huh? Right, right. We'll come back with some good news. Something. Find something. <laughs> Chiefs. Oh, tough for Kyle Shanahan. Two Super Bowls have gone to overtime, and he lost them both mm-hmm. to Brady and Mahomes. Tough draw. You know, would have been nice if he had faced Rex Grossman in a Super Bowl. Maybe they'd have a win. Yeah. 25-22 Chiefs over Niners in Super Bowl 58. Your calls on WGR. Time for some instant trivia. Okay. Let's get the, the brain working before seven here. Yeah. It's pretty easy, this instant trivia. Okay. I mean, it's not exactly great, but Mahomes won his third Super Bowl. Joe, he's the fifth quarterback to have won 
three Super Bowls. Who are the other four? All right, Brady, Montana, Bradshaw, and who am I missing? Mahomes, Bradshaw, Manning, not Manning, Brady. Who is the other one? Three Super Bowls. There's one more? Yep. Is this obvious? Uh, for you, yes. And do you want a hint? Yes. The hint is... Oh! The hint is, <laughs> there's a tweet of his going around yes. today that says, talk to me when he has a third of my Super Bowls. Yes, it's my buddy. Troy Aikman. Aikman. Yeah. Yeah. Instant trivia brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. He's 100% now. Yes. Of his Super Bowls. Yes. Nance and Romo on the broadcast last night. And you said Romo was good? At the end. For okay. a lot of it, he was not good. It was almost like he didn't care for the first three quarters. But in the final few drives, he really dialed in and did a good job talking strategy yeah. and talking about Spagnolo. I thought, I thought that's what Romo did best, was getting in the mind of Spagnolo. And there was even a play where the Niners checked from one play to another because, and as Purdy's up there making the check, Romo says, ah, they got him. They figured, they, they identified the blitz off the one side, went the other way. McCaffrey ran for six yards. Like the, the, yeah. the chess game that was happening and Romo laying out that Spagnolo is playing with Mahomes and he knows it. He knows he has Mahomes and he will play like he has Mahomes to back him up. So he will never, he will never back off here, and the Niners should know it. He's not showing pressure. Doesn't matter. He's bringing pressure. He's going to come with pressure, and sure enough, he did. So I thought Romo later in the game was good. Earlier in the game, he was not. There was, yeah. a, there was a play where uh, one of the Niners' defensive tackles made a sack, and Nick Bosa really did not do anything on the play. He mean, Bosa was a, a factor for a lot of the game, but he, he credited Bosa with some sort of nice read, and he was not even involved in the play. Yeah. Did you have a problem with him on the final play? Because the thing I saw on Twitter the most that he was getting that he was getting criticized for was on the Hardman winning touchdown. I think what you want there, what I was seeing is you want to let that moment breathe, and he just started screaming the moment Hardman scored. Yes, I would say that that's true. Okay, I'll yep. have to listen to that back. Yep, eight hundred three hundred five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Jeremy and Joe. This was supposed to be f- that was fun. That was fun. We talked about a quarterback that wasn't Patrick Mahomes for a second. <laughs> right. <sighs> Tom, yeah. stick with us. We'll get to your call. Right on the other side, I want to get to this, what you've got to say, because I was about to say something about this idea. Would like to get into it on the Bills and the Chiefs. You can join us, 8030550, on to Super Bowl 59. In Ca- New Orleans. Let the countdown begin. The Bills have already tweeted their graphic out. All right. Have they? Yeah. What is it? It's Allen, it's Dawson Knox, and I believe James Cook all looking uh, at the the Superdome. And Dalton Kincaid. And Dalton Kincaid. Oh, boy. In front oh of Knox. guys, 12 D- personnel. Diggs wasn't in the graphic. We're back in 12 personnel. 12 person. Mm, it's a 12 personnel graphic without Diggs. There we go. Road to New Orleans starts today. 803-0550. Let's make sure the Bills get there. How do we get there? Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jawan Jennings, trick play. Oh, this ball's in the air for a long time. McCaffrey's able to pull it down, and he's going in for the touchdown. Jawan Jennings with a touchdown pass. And now set up in the red zone, trying to take the lead. Mahomes goes for it right away, wide open. Touchdown, Valdez Scantling. One second on the play clock, second and nine. Purdy's pass. Caught. Jennings did it. What an effort breaking tackles. Now he's thrown for a touchdown and caught another. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. Nance and Romo. I'll tell you one thing. So you were at a party, so you maybe weren't as keyed into everything that Nance and Romo and Gene Steratore had to say that I was. Um, or Dora the Explorer. <laughs> she was on Nickelodeon. One thing Romo did a bunch, Josh, and I don't know if you, you picked up on this as well. It, it, Romo almost treated 30 different plays like they were sudden death plays. For the Super Bowl! <laughs> and this is a throw for the Super Bowl! <laughs> like, buddy, it's second and six. Did you notice the play, <laughs> literally the play, bef- like right before the play to win the game happened? He was standing there going, all right, so if anyone knows... What's going on with the clock here? Anyone has any questions? They didn't call a timeout because there's a second overtime. And he's like going on and on as the ball's being snapped, yeah. just talking about how the clock is running out. Yep. And it, it was just the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, every play was for the Super Bowl. Explanations, a lot of, I think this is where Man. people say word vomit. There's a little bit of that. I cannot decide from listening to all your guys' reviews of Romo last night whether I would have hated him or loved him because... I like the information stuff he would have been doing, but that stuff, him yelling after the winning play or that as the snap would have drove me crazy. Hey, good news. Next year, it's going to be Brady on the broadcast. Oh, don't do this morning. You had to to remind me of that today. It's a Fox Super Bowl, and that means it's Tom Brady. I need him to not actually... Well, he's getting he's voting for MVP now, so yes, I think he, he has to follow through on uh, being up there in the booth. Couple potential NFL kickoff opponents for the Chiefs. You know, you win, you host. They have home games against these four teams. You tell me who the best opening night matchup is. Okay, Houston, pretty good. Baltimore, pretty good. Cincinnati, yes. Chargers, I think I think Bengals. Chargers, I think Bengals should be the one. The Chargers and Ravens play, and that looks like a good opener for those two teams. Yep. So, Burrow. Burrow. Burrow's back yep. at Kansas City start of the season. That's that's the one, Could be I it. think. 803-0550. On the Bills, on the Chiefs, on the Dynasty, on another win for Mahomes and company, and a Chiefs team that uh, maybe more than ever through this process is not going away. They are right. young. They are great on defense. They're going to restock their offense. They have cap room. They have to re-sign Chris Jones and Legere Sneed. But, man, more than ever, the Chiefs look like a team that is, you know, dynasty is often a phrase that's used, Joe, to say, well, that's three in five years. Is that a dynasty? And in this case, I think it should be represented as they're in the midst of it, and there is no indication 
that they're going to stop. They're they're in, yeah they're in the beginning maybe. This is like a quarterback in age twenty five season. He's twenty eight, but yeah, you're in your prime. They are in their prime, yeah. and winning Super Bowls in down years. Right. Eight oh three oh five fifty and one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Jeremy and Joe, you want to give us a call on the game on the overtime strategy that Kyle Shanahan invoked uh, on Kelsey screaming. And a lot of stuff to get to. Tom in San Antonio. Hey, Tom. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Tom. Uh, so, yeah, just driving up uh, 35 here and uh, kind of reflecting on, you know, where the Bills are in position in Kansas City and was thinking about that last game and how, you know, very competitive we were um, and, and thinking about draft picks and misses or not misses. To me, the common denominator, unfortunately, I think for Bills fans and myself included, is we're stuck with McDermott and now younger, unproven coordinators trying to go up against Hall of Fame coaches. And and you guys tell me, I mean, when you compare those, where are we at as far as coaching staff versus, like, Kansas City's coaching staff? What do you think? It's a a great question, Tom. Last night... Going into that game, what I thought was, you have the two best offensive minds in football. Yeah. Yep. In Reed and Shanahan. Yep. Or two of them. Maybe McVay is there. Maybe Mike McDaniel's there. Maybe one of the hot new guys, Ben Johnson. Whatever. You have two elite head coach guys run organizations. Say what you will about Shanahan. He's been to the Super Bowl twice. He's been in the NFC... Shanahan has almost the Mahomes resume in terms of how far they make it in seasons mm-hmm. and without a stud quarterback, mm-hmm. without a guy that he, d- makes magic. He's kind of he's kind of like young Andy Reid. Yeah. Isn't he? A little bit. Isn't he? his career kind of off to the same start? Reid went to, what, one Super Bowl, but wasn't it like three conference championship games? They kept, so yeah. So it's, it's close enough. And Reid had McNabb, you know, Purdy, whatever. You, you can go far enough. But it's the same thing where... The guy's been super close, and he just hasn't got all the way there yet. But, no, he is absolutely one of the best and, and what play they callers have, in the league. So they have that, the, the the Chiefs do, and then they have a head coach, I'm sorry, a defensive coordinator in Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah. And this is, this is, I think, key. He has been a head coach before and failed. Yeah. It did not go well when he was the head coach of the Rams way back when. Is he just satisfied to be an amazing defensive coordinator, probably make the Hall of Fame and win Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. Because there's there's two things about the constant churn of coaches. right? When Ben Johnson didn't leave, it's, wow, can you believe this young coach stayed in Detroit? That's amazing. In the case of Spagnolo, if a team wanted to hire him, would he even leave? You have an unbelievable setup where you have Reed and Spagnolo, and they aren't going anywhere. Yeah. His his age plays into that too. He's 64 years old and you saw these hiring cycles the last couple of years where it's all young guys. So teams are maybe hesitant to even even if they thought Spagnuolo would make a great head coach. I've said this about Belichick, like you bring him in and you're maybe getting five great years, yeah. like you're not getting the 15-year run with him just because of age. So he might be at a point in his life where he knows like I it, this isn't happening again. It might be hard enough to get a job as a defensive coach. As it is, right? Like the league skews young. The use the league skews offense. Here you have Spagnolo, who has the most ever championships as a defensive coordinator. Four. So the Chiefs 
you know, what kind of coaching edge do they have on the Bills? Well, if you want to match it up on sides of the ball, yeah. Spagnola versus McDermott. It might be pretty close to even. It might be pretty close to even. I'd say Spagnolo has a better reputation for coming up big in big moments. Yeah. Yes. And on the yeah. offensive side, I've got Andy Reid against Joe Brady, which is not much different than Andy Reid against Ken Dorsey, which is I got a guy that is a Hall of Famer against a guy who is ready to prove himself. So if you're if, yeah. if you're comparing those two, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs have they have the I, they have the advantage. Yeah, I don't think there's any any doubt about that right now. That doesn't mean it has to stay that way. I mean, if but part of the ecosystem is that if Joe Brady becomes in year one as a full time offensive coordinator, amazing, he's gone. Right. And, that's and then, the and then the Chiefs and then we're under Ronald Curry as the Bills offensive coordinator. Ronald Curry, you're just waiting for the Chiefs. You're just waiting for Reed to retire. That's the only way you're getting out of that, right? The the next time the Bills have the advantage there, year to year to year, I mean. It's it's when Reed and Spagnolo retire. That's it. And who knows when that's going to be. There was a story yesterday that the Chiefs are going to give Reed a multi-year extension like now. And he didn't give an indication that he's about to retire. So, we'll probably do this again next year when they're in the Super Bowl and we'll be you know, like, "Well, if if Reed says he'll retire, then I'll root for them, but he might go five more years. He might go six more years. Who knows? Yeah. So, as long as he's the head coach, I, I feel like they're going to be the team that has the advantage on that over the Bills. And I'm not trying to make it sound like we're all doom and gloom or not, but thinking about it, where can the Bills get a leg up on them? Where can the Bills get an advantage? You know, Tom calls in and asks about coaching and laying that out. Andy Reid's staying. He's going to be great. And Steve Spagnuolo was staying, and he is great. Where can the Bills get a leg up? It's going to be tough. I don't know. You can't, I mean... Are they going to be better on defense next year than the Chiefs are? The Bills? I mean, yeah. they, could they get on the level? Sure. They could get on the level. McDermott has consistently had excellent defenses if they stay healthy. But how can they but get... Right, how do they get better? Where can they get an edge on the Chiefs? Drafted a bunch of receivers. Okay, does that mean I'm going to get an edge at just generally on offense? Because a lot of people would expect the Chiefs to bounce back this year and be back near the top. And I ex- But I also expect them to do the same thing. I, I don't want to be all doom and gloom either, but I I don't see... I mean, the Chiefs will have to make their decisions, you know? they This is not going to happen in a vacuum. They could just match everything the Bills do this offseason, and more, because they have more money. So, how do the Bills get an advantage? I don't know. Their, their linemen, if they sign Chris Jones, like their line is under contract. The Bills' line is not. And if they the Bills could go draft a receiver and hit on it, at the end of the first round, and so can the Chiefs. And they can also sign a much better free agent. So it might be tough for this offseason. It might be hard for me to see them at anything getting to a point where I feel like, oh, yeah, you 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 close the gap. You close the gap. I, I don't see myself feeling any which way. This offseason, that they'll close the gap. It will, I think, be, well, you've got Josh Allen, and as long as you have Josh Allen, you have a puncher's chance against them. I, th- I think that's how I'll have to dis- I'll have to convince myself that they can beat the Chiefs next year. It's just, you're going to run it back, and you've got Allen, and you've got Diggs, and you, that's, that's going to have to be enough. Sean in Buffalo. Hey, Sean. My guys, how you doing today? Good, Sean. Good, Sean. Good morning. Uh, quick statement. You know, the whole year I was hearing a lot about McDermott this, you know, the coaching staff was under scrutiny fire but 
after the Chiefs just keep doing this, it's like it reminds me of Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. You know, what are you going to do against them guys? You can have a stacked team. It just doesn't seem to matter. When the pressure's on, these guys get better. They got their plan, and they just execute. And I can't even hate on that. Bulls comparisons, maybe. How did the uh, how did the Rockets feel during the the first three years of, or not the Rockets? Who who was losing to them every year? The, the Pistons. The Knicks were losing to them the every Knicks. year. Right? How did the, the Knicks, Knicks feel? The, the, the Bills were the Knicks. Yeah. And what am I supposed to do every year? Right? I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Mahomes to go play baseball. <laughs> that's that's what I need. Yep. Go do that. And then when they got through, they lost to the Rockets. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They can't win every year. The Patriots didn't win every year. That's right. The but Chiefs haven't even won every year. Like there will the, be the, a the, sweet spot in there once in a the, while. The, the Chiefs haven't won every year. However, they are two overtime losses in the AFC Championship game away from six consecutive Super Bowls. Right. Right. When's the? They've made four of six. Did we do this already? What's the last time they lost a playoff game in regulation? It was the Super Bowl to the to the Bucks. Bucks. Sorry. Right. We did do this. Yeah. But no. Your the point is. They've not lost yeah. a non-Super Bowl playoff game in regulation. Yeah. In like six years. Six years. <laughs> six years. Four Super Bowl Ugh. appearances and two overtime AFC championship losses. Right. One of which was the old rules, the coin toss special. New England beat them on a coin toss special. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I've got the Twitter question up. Where can the Bills get a leg up on the Chiefs? Give us a call on that if you want. 803-0550. Mike in East Aurora. Hey, Mike. Morning, guys. Um, a lot of coaching strategy talk today, but uh, you just talked about overtime, Jeremy. I was wondering what you thought about Shanahan receiving the ball in overtime as opposed to kicking off new overtime rules that guarantees you a possession. San Francisco had the ball third and, or fourth and four and wound up kicking a field goal, whereas maybe if they knew what KC did first, they would have gone for it there, maybe had a different outcome. Just curious to what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I, I The thing I said earlier to Joe is I don't know that it's a slam dunk you would want the ball second. Your trade-off is, it comes out of this, what's more valuable to you, knowing what you need if you get it second or being the only team that will have a chance to win in sudden death? Yeah, or the the first team in sudden death. Shanahan was asked about it and said they would have known going in what they were going to do. He said they spoke it up about it with their analytics team, and I saw Seth Walder on this as well. Like the the analytics community, what are you supposed to do in this spot? He basically said we're still new with this format, so we're you know we're gonna have to see how it plays out over years and trials. But th- what I saw initially was. Mm-hmm. Kick the ball versus take it is, is a coin toss. Like that is not a glaring error. I I did think it was defensible what he did. Yeah. I would not have done it, and I think that after seeing it, it made me feel even stronger. I mean, I the team that got it first, I guess, lost. So that could be working here too, towards this. But I think after seeing the way it was executed. I just would rather be the team with more information, which is the team that goes second. I want to know how many. I want to know if I need to go for it on fourth downs. I want to know if I need if I'm okay kicking a field goal here. I I just I, I want to be the team with the info. But even that, that that assumes not every one of these games. So the game the rule was changed after the 
13 seconds game. Right. Where it's just touchdown, 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 touchdown. This was not a game of endless touchdowns. It was a game no. of field goals. Right. A lot of field goals. And long field goals, too. So, yeah. for the Niners there to say, we'll take the ball and kick a field goal, the idea they could, at any point, make one play on defense, there's a strip, there's a fumble, there's a pick, the game ends. If you hold them to a field goal, anywhere on the field, something you had been doing most of the game, mm-hmm. then you get the ball with a chance to win it with a field goal. So, again, Seth Walter, Seth, Seth Walter, ESPN Analytics, here's the three things they said about overtime. Number one, ball first or second is acceptable. Either option. Because, again, it's not as simple as, it's not the college football overtime format where you're going to decide what you're going to, because you don't even know if you're going to get in range. You're not getting the ball at the 25 right. armed with the information. It's full field. Right. He did say, first possession team scores, they should kick a point after. Yeah. First possession team scores a touchdown and kicks point after, the second team should go for two. But we don't know if the NFL coaches are willing to do that. Had the Niners scored a touchdown, would Andy Reid have gone for two? He, or would he just man, Or would he, he just kick off and say, let's make a stop? Now we're in the overtime format that existed 10 years ago, which is just... Sudden death, make a stop. I can't believe there's a coach in the league, even as conservative as possible, that would be okay giving the other team the ball back with a field goal to win it. Come on, there's no way. Maybe there is. Would Tomlin do it? You know, maybe Reed would do it. I, that one would be nuts to me. If a team willingly gave the ball back to the other team, only needing a field goal to win it. It is another, you know, to defend Shanahan a little bit here, about like how the game was going cuz especially without the numbers you're you are you're only going by your gut you're only going by the feel of it in the whole four quarters of regulation the chiefs had one touchdown drive one play 16 yards their only touchdown of the game in regulation was a one play 16 yard drive off yeah. of, of a block of a punt so what is shanahan thinking there he's probably thinking they have not done this to me all game not one time have they drove the field to score a touchdown. That's even, by the way, making me more angry that the Chiefs found a way to win the game. Yeah. They went four quarters and did not have a single time where they drove the ball to score a touchdown. And they won. I think taking That's the unbelievable. Ball, I think taking the ball is defendable. It's not like they didn't know all the information going in. Of course, like your point about, you know, what were the Chiefs done on this fourth? Fourth and... Fourth and nine at the 25, what do the Chiefs do? They kick. And then you're happy that you decided to take the ball first. Fourth and one from the 25, what do the Chiefs do? Well, this is your point. They have information. They go for that because they know the best case we can do is tie this, give them the ball, and give them sudden death. So Shanahan, his explanation was the right explanation for why you would do it, which is we wanted the ball third. He is thinking about trading scores. And their problem comes when they get that third down play and they don't get it to the end zone. Thanks, Mike, for the phone call. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. To join us. have a lot of tweets on uh, what the Bills can do to get a leg up on the Chiefs. Does anything sound uh, reasonable? Pay the NFL script writer. <laughs> that there came in there from, we go. Matt wrote that. Yeah. Uh, John writes in, be healthier at the end of the season. Yeah, linebackers, right? Hey, you never know. You could just blow out an Achilles running onto the field. Like Dude, Drake Raylon. Right. Oh, it was Achilles? Not ACL? I thought it was Achilles. Might have been ACL. I thought it was Achilles. No, it might, you might be right. Um, man, that's that's like next year, too, for that guy. 
if that ends up being the case. Listen, they we I think saw in the first half importance of linebacker. I saw the Niners even after Greenlaw left, they had this the career special teamer guy who was technically their backup Mike linebacker and they were playing him more in the middle and they were shadowing Travis Kelsey with Fred Warner. And Warner was covering him for two quarters. And then Kelsey got, you know, going and I lost my Kelsey ha- underbet. Halfway through that game, it felt like it was going to be a Kelsey nightmare game. If he was held off the score sheet, yeah. held up, you know, what he had one yard at halftime? One yard. One yard. He had one yard and one physical altercation with his coach at halftime. <laughs> and one tackle. And one tackle. <laughs> he had the same amount. He was having a nightmare game. Yeah. 803-0550. Matt Bovee points out, the Chiefs come here next season, and so do the Niners. They both come to Buffalo this year. The Chief game's going to feel like it doesn't matter to me. Yep. That stinks, right? <laughs> They're, if they, I'm almost gonna. Well, it'll be it'll be annoying if they win the game because what will that get met with? Doesn't matter. It'll be the whole football world going. Oh yeah, you'll beat him in the regular season. Yeah. Go, the, congratulations. Hang your Nick Wright. I could see it now. He's yeah. he's already got that September banner ready even, to go. That guy being happy this morning, by the way. How's that? You make it feel? Even if it's the Bills get it to lock up the one seed, it'll be it's fine. Mahomes just go there and win. The Bills have entered. Yep. The farthest reach of it, nothing matters until you win the whole thing. Yeah. Especially with that other team over there. 803 Jeremy and Joe, if you're on hold, stick with us. We'll get to your calls. Sal's going to join us today to commiserate and chat about this game from last night as well. Super Bowl 58 to the Chiefs. You know, I'm going to go with the underdog, and I know everybody, that city, even though they're favored, because everybody has been picking San Francisco. But I'm going to take Kansas City in high-scoring games, 31-27. to 27. I'm sorry, San Francisco, 31-27 to 27 over Kansas City. Phil Sims picking the underdog. Wait, but they're the favorite. I mean, I'm, so give me the Niners. I mean, the Chiefs. I mean, the Niners. Make him make a pick, man. He, <laughs> he uh, his contract expires. That yeah. whole panel, I think, except right. for James the Brown new, just new got, guys. James Brown just got redone. And then J.J. Watt and Nate Burleson are under contract, but like the rest of them, Cower, Sims, Esiason, mm-hmm. uh, and is there one more I'm forgetting? One of the Mar- – no, Marino's been gone. Well, either way, they're gonna, they might have a whole new panel next year. Got a stat of the day for you, Joe. Stat of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest, biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. Play a little game with stat of the day. Okay. You guys can guess what it is. This was the first Super Bowl without a blank. The first Super Bowl without a blank. Not one blank. 58 Super Bowls in. Um, The first Super Bowl without... Was there an extra point in this game? There was one. Never mind. Um, there was a pick, right? So it's not that. Is it something to do with penalties? Because there wasn't that many penalties. There were not many pen- penalties. It is not anything to do with penalties. A challenge. A kick return. Oh. There was oh. not one kickoff return. Yeah. 13 kicks, all touchbacks. Well, most of them out of the back of the end zone. Yes. 
In fact, didn't Butker hit the upright from he did twice from kickoffs? Yes. Yeah. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Good morning. Jeremy and Joe here on WGR asking uh, what the Bills can do to get a leg up on the Chiefs. How can they get an advantage on this team that has been, well, dominant in the NFL and gets an overtime win last night. Also on Kyle Shanahan's overtime strategy on Kelsey. We haven't gone really all in on the Kelsey thing. No. What are we going to say, right? The Kelsey thing isn't him bumping Andy Reid. Yeah. I, 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 point out, if he did that to a referee, you'd be out of the game. That's right. I like to get snarky on it and kind of just, you know, apply the standards that are applied to other players to winning players. Right. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Andy Reid said he loved it. He loves that from Kelsey. He wants to win. Dennis in Lockport. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, guys. Hey, well, I think my point with the, the Bills getting beaten uh, – the Kansas City Chiefs, they got to treat them like how they did New England when we finally met up with them and took their number away from us. But the other part is, maybe some answers need to be, what happened to cause so many injuries this past year on our defense and on our team? Is it bad conditioning? There are other things that are not going on. And the other part is McDermott needs to get the offense and the defense together as a team working together, uh, trying to figure out what our opponents are doing, especially Kansas City, and come up in the beginning of the year, like they finished off this year, yeah. on anything, just go out there and you know destroy teams like they they did here. Don't give up. Um, that's really you know when you watch them, they're a good team. What they don't have is they're letting the jinx get to them, and they're also getting too many injuries that throughout the season cost them to be in the situation they were at this year. I'll leave you guys there for your answer. All right, Dennis. Well, injuries are often bad luck. Yep. That's the number one thing that injuries are, bad luck. I guess that's what they need, though, but, right? But, uh, they, they, do they, need, they need to get lucky. They need to well, go into a Chiefs playoff game with like no major critical injuries. I'll, I'll say it's, it's bad luck, but I'll also say this. They lost significant players in the Miami game and in the Steelers playoff game. Yeah. And if you are the one seed, sure, you still have to win your playoff games, but what did Baltimore get that Buffalo didn't? Two weeks to avoid major injury. Right. And they still lost to the Chiefs. And the Bills could definitely lose to the Chiefs yep. if they yep. were healthy. But the Bills lost, effectively, Douglas, Bernard, Dodson, yeah. Davis. All in those last two weeks. Yeah. Those are important players. I mean, it's kind of a cop-out to say injuries, but... Don't you think most Bills fans think if Bernard and Milano were healthy for that game, they would have won? Yes, people think that. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. True. It's just that was the only week all year they looked like that. Where it was effortless. How often did it look effortless for the Chiefs offense? Rarely. But that was the game where it did because you had A.J. Klein off the couch playing. So, again, I don't want to say that's all of it anyway. They have to be more consistent. I, I think, listen, as much as they were injured on defense, we've, we've pointed this out. They were banged up all year on defense, and their offense never got hurt. And that's not, that's not an excuse for them. No. Although I also saw that Allen had three touchdowns against the Chiefs this, this playoffs, and the rest of the teams they played had four. Total. So. There's an answer to something you've been asking for. Yeah. The Chiefs would have gone for two. Yes. Did you see uh, the ringer piece? Yep. Lindsey Jones? 
Justin Reed said they rehearsed it and planned it all week. Had the game gone to overtime and the Niners scored a touchdown and the Chiefs come back down the other way, they, they would have gone for two and gone for the win. And he said that they've known about it since training camp. Or they've talked about it since training camp. Uh, and Jones said they rehearsed it, right? Did you, and then that piece also mentioned that multiple 49ers players said after the game they weren't even aware the overtime rules were different in the playoffs. So, I, that's only a couple of guys out of 53. Maybe, you know, Shanahan talked about it with Purdy uh, or someone. But, you know, that story is making it sound like that the Chiefs have been preparing all year for that scenario and that the Niners just showed up and winged it. Eight oh three oh five fifty, overtime. David and Wilson. Hey, David. Hey, gentlemen. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. Good. So I think the only way that we could get a leg up on the Chiefs, man, is hoping that somehow Travis Kelsey retires. Right? You know, he's got his podcast now. Got his billionaire girlfriend. Maybe he'll like retire. Because I remember he said going into this, this is the you know a Super Bowl he wants more than others. Maybe hinting possibly at that. And then, you know, have him retire and then pray that they don't land, like, any major free agent wide receiver like Mike Evans or uh, what, T. Higgins or, uh, you know, what's the other guy from the, the Colts, um, Frank Bryan. Right? Michael, Michael, Pittman. Michael Pittman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I figured then that that would be a situation where I feel like we'd have substantially better offensive weapons than them because I feel like, you know, the, the guys that they have, they're good. They don't have like, that number one guy that they lean on. You know what I mean? Which, for like, you know, Mahomes has always had Kelsey. So I feel like if you maybe possibly take that away – Maybe our only chance to possibly get a leg up on these guys. Otherwise, I really don't know how. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, David. Yeah, what you really need is, you know, you're, you're, you need you need results. You need better results. On the idea of, like, out-weaponing them, who will have better weapons next year? It's a good question. The Chiefs have gone through overhauls before, right? The Tyreek Hill trade was an overhaul, and that didn't even yeah. really go well from a weapon standpoint. They, they, they poured their assets into their defense, and... They hit. There's probably well, there's probably Joe a really deep dive to be made here. That since 13 seconds, the difference between the Bills and the Chiefs is that the Chiefs have drafted expertly and the Bills have not. Is that fair? Pretty much. Like they nailed Trent McDuffie. He's first team All Pro. Yeah. And the Bills got jumped as the Chiefs went up and took McDuffie. Yeah. There's plenty of reporting out there that the Bills were probably going to take him. Instead, the Bills take Kyer Elam, and that mm-hmm. has not gone as well as a first team All Pro corner. And Trent McDuffie. Well, and the Bills have drafted fine. Like, they've gotten players. They've gotten starters. But, like, McDuffie is an all-pro. Like, Kansas City is getting star players. Yep. They got their Trey White. Drafts. They got their Trey White in yeah. the, with that pick, and the Bills got a guy that doesn't play. Yeah, and I know Sneed is a, a year or two before that, but Sneed, kind of the same thing. Like, they've, they've... Their hits are, like, big hits. You know, so... Out-weaponing them, though, I don't think is impossible. I don't know that bet it because the Chiefs have more assets to play with, but what do you need to do that? What you what you really might need, let's start a tight end. You need Kelsey. Kelsey's coming back. So what you need is this year to not be about the injury he had in training camp or whatnot that, oh, no, this was the first year of the decline. He's going to be 35 years old during next season, early next season. He'll turn 35, and you need him to, I think, have that steady decline while – Dalton Kincaid is going up, but are you, and then you need to hit on your receiver pick, and then to miss on their receiver pick. That's how you have better. But, but are you? Are we really going to hang our hat on when Kelsey leaves? Mahomes won't be the same. That feels like a really big wish. No, but we saw what Brady looked like at the end when Gronk left. 
was that Gronk left or everybody left because they kept him but, without anybody to help him on offense. Right, and I know the Chiefs will try to avoid that, but they right now are they like they need to find it. Right, if Kelsey left tomorrow, who who's the who's the guy? They're in the same position. They have nobody. They're Rice. They have Rasheed Rice. Shouldn't say nobody, but he he would be it. In terms of their entire weaponry, like they have one second round pick who had a pretty good rookie year, like they need to rebuild it. I, I think well, they will. As you pointed out they but, could sign Michael Pittman and draft one. Right, that's what I mean. I think they're going to do it, but they, you know, this will be the off season where they try to do it. They're going to go pay money probably to do it, and they might draft one on top of it, which is why I don't like the Bills' odds. I don't, I, I don't think it's impossible that they can get ahead in that department. But you're playing. You have they have more cards in the deck yeah, than this, you do this year. Bills are fourteen to one to win the Super Bowl. I saw they open at the Chiefs are five to one, which is a pretty big gap. Three times more likely. Yeah, right now it's a, that's a pretty big gap. Julian in Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Um, I'm just gonna go on a quick little rant, but let, I just want to say this: this is all opinionated. It's not facts, especially when we're on Twitter. All everything we say is all opinionated. Let's not argue about oh you're right, you're wrong. But anyways, um, to answer your guys' question, one thing we need to be to beat the Chiefs, we just need better coaching the day of. We, the Bills and Chiefs, pretty much break even. They're even teams. It's just the day of their coaching schemes or however it is, they just win. And we just fall short when it comes to defense or however. But what I want to say is now these guys won like the third or fourth Super Bowl. How much success is it really from Mahomes? Or is it Andy Reid? Because in my opinion, I feel like it's really Andy Reid. And when I watch the Chiefs play, it's very easy for Mahomes to make plays. Now, compared to the Bills, it's like every single time Josh got got the ball, he has to work a miracle or run out the pocket just to the opposite with the Chiefs where Andy Reid's schemes just has Kelsey wide open, which kind of still blows my mind to this day. This man is just always wide open. And when I see him run a route, not his elite route running. He's just open. He finds the right zone to get open and make the play. So my question to you guys is how much is the Chiefs' success on Mahomes or is it on uh, Andy Reid? Or is it just collective to everybody? They got Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame yeah. quarterback. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got two all-time greats working together. Yes, both. Yep. yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Like, I mean, you get them both together, and this is how it looks. I mean, if you know, if Reed had a different franchise level quarterback, he'd probably win a Super Bowl as well. Would he win three? I find that hard if to he believe. Had, but if he had Brock Purdy for the last six seasons, they don't make four Super Bowls. He's no. still the same coach and probably no. really good, but they probably don't make four Super Bowls. Right? They'd be probably what they were before. With Alex Smith, which is good and competitive. Yeah. I think he's a great coach. One of the best ever. But three Super Bowls in five years didn't happen before Mahomes showed up. And they've done it while taking things away from Mahomes in the process. Yeah. Yeah, like this year, it didn't look easy for him. For the totality of the year, first half of that game yesterday, like that that was the norm. Things looked hard. Well, we got to a spot, but. Joe, where I said I will never again in my life pick the Bills to beat Tom Brady when he's on the field. And with Mahomes, right. I will never again believe something is going to put him off. Oh, he lost the best receiver in football and won back-to-back Super Bowls.
What happens when he loses the best tight end in football? He wins four in a row? Like, when he's going to lose Reed? Okay. And someone else will just be like, oh, I'll take the best quarterback in football. I mean, I'm never going to doubt him. Never. This was the year to doubt him. Again, though, he only had one touchdown drive the whole game. And it was in overtime. Tom Brady Four won quarters, a, Tom, didn't have one. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl scoring 13. Right, <laughs> I know. Goat. Ugh. 803-0550. Give us a call. Sal coming up top of the hour as uh, we roll through this Super Bowl postgame season eulogy, whatever you want. I don't know. The Chiefs win again. Aren't you thrilled? Beat Caller 5 right now to win a pair of tickets to see Tower of Power on Saturday, March 2nd at OLG Stage at Falls View Casino at 8 p.m. Plus a $100 dining voucher for Overtime Sports Lounge. You must be 19 years of age or older to win. For tickets, visit fallsviewcasinoresort.com. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Monday. It was a nice weekend. Got some good weather. Got outside. Yep. It was supposed to rain on Saturday and then ended up kind of not, yeah. depending on where you were. Went to the hockey game. Nice. Kids day game. Fun. Sure. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> From a kids day standpoint? The only tweet I remember seeing of yours during the game was just 23-24, the year with the hot dogs. It was the year with the hot dogs. Did you is... get the hot dog, by the way? I did not get the hot dog. Because that one I saw pictures of and it actually looked really good. Yeah, it did look good. I did not get the hot dog. Kids Day. The Sabres do a great job with Kids Day. And, uh, you know, on the ice. Yeah, on the ice. We're, we're over it. Yeah, well, maybe that's tomorrow. We'll see. We're, we're too busy complaining about the Super Bowl outcome. Who was going to be the MVP if they make the stop? Who, the Niners? Yeah. The Niners. Or if the, the Niners. The Niners. If, the Niners if the Niners stopped them on fourth down. McCaffrey, not Jawan Jennings, who had... A touchdown pass and catch. McCaffrey had a hundred. Most of it was receiving, but like a hundred and fifty yards in a touchdown. Yeah. Again, most of it was receiving. He only rushed for three point five in attempt, but Jennings. He was four for forty two in a touchdown receiving, and then a twenty one yard passing touchdown. I don't know. It would have been close. It would have had to been those two. It wouldn't have been Purdy. I don't think. Purdy. I saw interesting. Peter King. Like I, this is not how I thought of him. I, I didn't really think he was terrible in the game, but Peter King wrote in his Monday morning article about how Purdy went toe to toe all game with Mahomes, and like again, he wasn't bad, but like I don't know, toe to toe, he was he was fine. It wasn't some heroic effort I thought, where he was making all these incredible plays. He made I saw two passes of fifteen or plus air yards, which were both good. One was the McLeod, as you mentioned. Um... I don't say he was terrible. There was not a Garoppolo moment where, like, he missed Emmanuel Sanders deep. If you, unless you want to say that about the one where he had Debo in the end zone, but he got hit because Spagnola threw the yeah. the blitz at him. There were, there were a couple plays where Chris Jones, Chris hit, Jones hit him yeah. one on a throw to Debo, another one Jawan Jennings got open, yep. and he couldn't get the ball there because there was pressure. Right. So I don't know. I thought he was fine. I wouldn't have given him MVP. Could say that. Eight oh three oh five fifty. One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Front hold. Stick with us. We're gonna get Sal in. We'll round table on it a little bit as uh, we pick through the Chiefs' third Super Bowl win in the Patrick Mahomes era. They've made it a bunch. They've won it a bunch, and uh, off we go into the two thousand twenty four season. 
Jeremy and Joe, you can give us a call. We've got an open phone line. Sal next on WGR. Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. We'll chat with Sal about Super Bowl 58. Watching the uh, replays, highlights here. You know what? The Niners couldn't do what the what, what the Bills couldn't do, which is kill the clock and score the kick or the touchdown. For the Bills, it would have been get down there, kill the clock. Everybody knows you want to score, but you want to make sure you don't give that guy too much time. And what did the Niners do? They got down there, and they kicked the field goal. A lot of time left. Chiefs got the ball. They kicked their field goal, went to overtime. Bills were in the same boat on that Allen second down and third down play, Joe. We've been talking about it for, you know, weeks. Mm-hmm. You're you're thinking about the guy on the other side. You know he's there. Anyway, good morning, Sal. Good morning, guys. How are you? You know, we're just, it's fine. It's fine. It's just yeah. just just sitting in a world that uh, is run by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey. You, you know how it goes. Yeah, and and honestly, I think that it still could be for a while, right? I mean, yep. he said it after the game, and that's kind of like the knife to the heart. They're like, is this a dynasty? Tracy Wilson asked Patrick Mahomes, is this a dynasty? He said, it's the start of one. You know, we're not done and keep going. And I, I mean, I really thought last night immediately that, you know, he has a very solid chance to catch Tom Brady. Now it's still, it takes a lot of work. Uh, but, you know, Brady's got how many? Brady's got seven, right? He's got seven total. I think of six because of the Patriots he had. And then he had the one at the end with the Buccaneers. But, I mean, this is how Brady started his career. Brady had three out of four years. You know, he won his second year, his first year as a starter. And then they didn't win, and then they won two in a row. And it's very similar here to Patrick Mahomes and where he is. And I think about that team. Now, here, if you want the good news, you want the optimistic side, if you're you know, tired of them and Bill's fan and whoever else, and say, okay, how about somebody else? After he got that third out of four, they didn't win one for like 10 years. So and then he and then he got the rest later. He lost a couple in there to the Giants, of course. But after that, so you know, it's no guarantee. But I, I find myself thinking that he has a, they have, and he has a legitimate shot to do this. They sure do. They look like they're in their prime, right? That's what that's what, that's what it looks like. It's a team that's in its prime. They've rebuilt their defense. They've turned it into uh, a, a team that you know wins in a different way. So let's talk about the overtime format and. What mm-hmm. you thought about uh, Kyle Shanahan's strategy here. It's funny, I'm reading a piece from The Ringer, and Joe mentioned this, that the Niners players, Kyle Juszczyk said, we took the ball because you know, I figured that's what you do in the regular season is you take the ball. And the rules are different. I don't think it is any sort of malpractice what Shanahan mm-hmm. did. I might have done it the other way too. But this is the first time in this format. We don't know how aggressive coaches will be. And it was not a game with a ton of touchdowns. It was a game with a lot of field goals. And if you're playing field goal overtime, then you do want the ball first because then you can kick the second field goal and win it in sudden death. Okay, so my my gut reaction here, I haven't done all the analytics. You guys are kind of talking about that today, looking at it. I've been listening a little bit on this early this morning and kind of made me think a little differently. I think they made the right call. You, you do want the ball third to me. If, if, if both teams have the same result, it's sudden death. 
Like, don't you want the ball first in sudden death? Now, granted, there's no guarantee that it's going to be both teams doing the same thing, either no score, a field goal, or a touchdown. I get it. And you're giving the other team an opportunity to kind of go for it and know. Like, you're giving them, you're giving up a little bit of an advantage on them understanding their situation. But I want the ball third. If I'm, I mean, it's a sudden death situation. I don't. I want the ball first in that situation. I think after, and, if, after the first two. And by the way, there really are no analytics on it because there's no. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Right. It's all guts because there's no. You know, there's no precedent. Um, the other the part of that story too was that Chris Jones said that Reed has been talking about this since training camp that they were always going to take the ball second and they would go for two. Mm-hmm. Like basically, mm-hmm. the Chiefs. And I understand that the Chiefs in right. Reed. I think. After the fact, we kind of got a glimpse into what their thought process was, which would be what mine is, which is you can take the ball first all you want. I'm never letting it get to a third possession under any circumstance. This yep. will be two possessions, and if that, if you're a coach that will think in that mindset, then I think you want it second. So it's almost, to me, like well, you're trying to yeah. predict what the guy on the other side is going gonna, is gonna to think about. Yeah, how, that's right. But yeah. how much is that mindset I have Patrick Mahomes? And right. if you're Reed, you can say, I'm never going to let it get to a third possession. But, again, uh, the, the Niners have kicked their field goal. It is fourth and nine from the 11-yard line. What do they do? It's fourth and right. seven from the 32. Sure. Do yeah. they kick? You get fourth and 13. Sometimes there's a penalty. So you can ideally not want to ever give them a third possession, but they're, everybody's going to have a breaking point on when, sure, I'll kick it and play defense because then that becomes my best chance. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And – I would say that even on the, the read example, that's true. Go for two. I like that thought. Like, if you're going to take the ball second, if you're going to get it second, I think that's the right play. If you score, just go for two. Because if you do even score, yeah. it becomes sudden death and you're kicking off, right? And now all right. you do is a field goal beat you. So I'd rather take my chance on a, what, 50% chance of a play from the two-yard line than kicking off to you in sudden death. I, I would rather do that. But I, I didn't think it when, – when they won the toss, I expected them to take it, and they did. And I didn't really think about the other side as much. Uh, but there, there are some good arguments for it. So we'll see, you know, going forward in the end, I, I don't think even, even when it was a really low scoring game, I didn't think it was a bad game. I thought there were just, there were some really interesting plays. The fumble on the first drive yeah. really hurt the 49ers, by the way. And then obviously the uh, muffed punt hurt them later on, you know, two different reasons. One was because they gave up a really great scoring opportunity on the very first drive of the game. And then later they gave up, um, the, the score to the Chiefs because of it. So they made critical mistakes and, um, that you cannot do that against the Chiefs. And it does remind me, and of course the game played out different. And it was a different set of circumstances. The 49ers defense give them a lot of credit, as you guys said, for getting after Mahomes. But it did remind me of the Bills game in that regard, which is you just can't make more mistakes than the Chiefs. Yep. If you make a handful of mistakes, you're going to lose. They're very well coached. They have, a, they have a great quarterback, of course, and their defense. They might give up a play here or there, but they're going to be steady as you go and force you to work for everything you get. Yeah. It, is, it is eerily reminiscent. It's very similar to the Patriots dynasty where, you know, if you're watching – and rooting against them, you watch teams melt down against them yeah. and make mm-hmm. big mistakes against them, and here are the, the Niners doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and you know, you know what, though? The guys, this is how Andy Reid's always coached. It just hasn't worked out to win Super Bowls. I remember, was it the, uh, the – do you remember the Jamal Charles game in Buffalo? Jamal Charles scores on a fourth down to beat the Bills on a little uh, – um, I got a shuffle pass outside. It was a fourth down. The Bills kind of had the game. It was like, it had to be around 2015 or 16. I don't think it was the Jeff Tool game. I think I don't think so, but um, it was one of these games. Anyway, I remember like thinking like the, the Bills kind of had control the whole game, but man, the Chiefs just they just made you play. They just made you play and made you play all the way to the end. And that's Andy Reid's mo. And and as this game was going on, I kept saying to myself, 
Andy Reid doesn't care that he's down. Like he knows he's going to keep playing, and eventually you're going to make a mistake. And that was it for the 49ers. They made a couple mistakes. The 49ers did not put this game away when they should have. They had opportunities to put this game away, and they did not do that. Yeah. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. We'll get some calls in. Sal, we've been asking you know, what the Bills can do to get a leg up on the Chiefs. Where can they get an advantage on this team if there is a, a spot to do it? Dave in Tampa, you're next up. You're on with Sal. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, hope you're having a good morning. So my thought process is, is you know, the Chiefs clearly have the answers, right? Um, they've won – Three of you know three three Super Bowls uh, here in the last five years and six years whatever it is, and you look at them and it's like you know in terms of quarterback, I, you know take away the accolades I think Josh Allen is right up there with Patrick Mahomes um, in terms of talent. So the difference to me would be, you know, uh, the head coach right. So I, I know we have a defensive minded head coach Sean McDermott. You know, took us pretty far in the playoffs before and, and everything like that, and I appreciate what he's brought to the team. But I think if we were to have an offensive-minded head coach, you know, if you were you were to take McDermott out and put in, let's say, Mike McDaniel or, you know, put Kyle Shanahan in that position, um, you know, similar to Andy Reid, I think we would be in the same position as the Chiefs right now, or at least close. So thanks for taking my call. I'll listen to you, to you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Yes, I mean it's not a it's not a unpopular or it's not an opinion that's you know exactly rare. We we get that call a lot. I'm sure you hear that sentiment an awful lot. I do. I just don't agree with it. I don't know what it would matter. Like you have analytics and numbers that show that the Bills with a defensive minded head coach are just as pass heavy, aggressive as most teams in the league. They don't have some sort of defensive overarching, you know, conservative philosophy. And Kyle Shanahan is a Offensive-minded head coach, I understand he does not have Josh Allen to the caller's point. I totally respect that. He has Brock Purdy, who, by the way, was ahead of Josh Allen in the MVP voting this year for you know right or wrong on that. And they have not won the Super Bowl and have lost a couple of them. So I don't know what – like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? I, I just think it's something people say because it sounds like it's supposed to be right. I just don't think it's right. I, I've always believed this, and I still believe this. A really good head coach is a really good head coach. The one point that I do agree with, to a point – is if you have a defensive head coach, you might have to change offensive coordinators a little bit too much if you are successful. And I get that. The Bills have gone through a few of those. But otherwise, I don't think that it matters to winning games like this. I, I don't know. Like, what, what did the Bills not do offensively because they had a defensive head coach against the Chiefs? What did they not do when they lost with 13 seconds because they had a defensive head coach against the Chiefs? Not, not to make this even a Bills point, Sal, but I've, I've thought about them this morning and the Chiefs this morning and in the last couple weeks because of what we've seen from Steve Spagnuolo, right? Like, it, I don't want to say it's the year for him, you know, to kind of earn his reputation. He's been around for a while. I think what makes them very terrifying, again, I don't need to make this a Bills point, is if Reed's going to stick around, you know, they have a pretty good setup because of Spagnolo. I, it just doesn't seem like he gets a lot of head coaching buzz or love at all. Mm-hmm. And if Reed is sticking around, that's where Mc, McDermott is going to be here. And I think, you you know, I don't want to say it's a wash, but I think they're close enough in terms of defensive minds. And then you have Reed where, you know, I, I just think that's what helps make the Chiefs look so intimidating for the future, too, is it doesn't really seem like their head of the offense or head of the defense are going to go anywhere. Right. And I did, I, you know, I kept thinking the last couple of weeks is the reason why Spagnola hasn't received any offers 
or any buzz, as you said, and that's right, is is Raid going to retire? They're going to hand the, the reins over to him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if and I don't know if they have a succession plan in place. Maybe that's it. You guys said after the game that Reed said, you know, Schefter reported that Reed would be back, and so would Kelsey. And I mean, I have every reason to believe that's true. You know, I'm sure Andy Reed would love to get another one, but mm-hmm. I do wonder what do the Chiefs look like if it is like that? Is it? it I, and I, I think that he, here's where I say, here's where I fall on like the, what the caller said, right? You could elevate Steve Spagnola to head coach. Let's say Andy Reed retired tomorrow and Steve, Steve Spagnola becomes a head coach, and then they don't win a Super Bowl. I don't think it's because he's a defensive-minded head coach. I just think it's because he's not as good of a head coach. Does that make sense? Like, that's to me. I don't, I don't care what side of the ball he's on. You're a good coach. You're not a good coach. You're a good head coach or not. I mean, look at D'Amico Ryan. He's a defensive guy. He had a rookie quarterback this year in C.J. Stroud. Is anybody complaining in Houston they don't have an offensive-minded head coach or they won't be able to advance? Well, they didn't lose Slowick, which we'll see. Like, right? I mean, right. It, and, and but but the to, Bills did have Joe Brady too, right. and they had you know that, that, that that's my point, Jeremy. Yep, yep. Like you have you have a good offensive court, and it doesn't matter. You have to have a good head coach. Doesn't matter which side of the ball they're from. John Harbaugh coached special teams. That's where he came from. Yeah, you're just. I mean, again, it's about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs right. have no questions about this. You know, like the Texans will, the Bills will, the. You know, a lot of other teams will. And it doesn't have to be all about offensive. It can be age, too. It can be they're so solidified that it's different. But all of the other contending teams that have to wonder about whether one coordinator or, you know, guy like a Joe Brady or guy like a Slowick will leave, you know, Kansas City just doesn't, I guess, have that question. Mm-hmm. Maybe Spagnola gets fired back up. I, to to kind of move on from that, though, Selick, defense in general, we talked about all year how defense kind of caught up to offense, and I just looked through the the 20 drives Kansas City had from the second quarter of the Raven game to the end of regulation yesterday. They had one touchdown drive, and it was one play for 16 yards. Like, it's Mahomes, and he'll get credit, but it's kind of amazing. Like, defense <laughs> caught up to offense, and the Chiefs' defense is the one that kind of stepped up and I really gave them the opportunities they mm-hmm. they needed to win the game. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you look at the season as a whole, Joe, right? And how many times did we go back and say, well, this is the year to beat the Chiefs. You can't beat them this year. When are you going to beat them? Because of their offense being down, right? We all kind of talked about that and thought about that. But look what their defense is. And it's young guys. And McDuffie is terrific, obviously. And, you know, obviously they're going to lose guys. Chris Jones is a free agent. He's such a game wrecker, such a good player. Karloftis is really good. He's young. He's only in his his rookie contract. You know, there's some really nice, they have really fast, good linebackers uh, in the prime now. So, yeah, I think that's right. But what's funny to me is, and I think about this too, and the, the big picture of them, they have not drafted offense well the last several years, and yet they've hit on their defensive picks. And they have a lot of questions on you know how they built their roster around Patrick Mahomes. We know that. That was the, the kind of the talking point going into the year. It was laughed at, and it came to fruition. And yet here they are still winning the Super Bowl because of it. They did not win a Super Bowl because they have a – Great offense and a um, you know in a bunch of skill guys that went out there and just made you stop them and you got to outscore them. They won the Super Bowl because as the year went on and in this game, by the way, which neither team got past twenty five points in overtime, they won because of defense playing well. And yeah, that defense is going to be there for a little while, which is also scary because they have step bags and they have some really good young talent. Obviously, eight hundred three hundred five fifty. You go to John and Sanborn next with Sal. Hey, John. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. I. 
I have to agree with the other caller about, I think we need a paradigm shift with, with the coaching. I'm sorry to disagree with you, Sal. I mean, I think, you know, he has to turn it over to Brady and Babbage. Now, uh, Andy Reid, he's been a, a offensive genius since he was coaching in college. It was recognized. The guy is passionate about football. Hopefully that that's how Brady is. He seems to have that same sort of passion. I think McDermott has to recede. Be a head coach. Be a consultant to Babbage. Turn it over to these guys. You, you're just going to keep getting the same thing that we've been getting um, unless – they're, they're, Can I ask what you mean, though? What do you mean? What does he need to do differently? What are you saying? I don't understand. What, what does he need? To, they need to have a paradigm shift in coaching. You need to, you need to, to, to beat the Chiefs. You, you can't stay status quo. That I know what I mean. Is it, can you give me an example? What do you mean? I, I'm with you. I just want to know what you mean by a paradigm shift. Like what kind? What, what shift? What do they need to do? Uh, you know, if, if I knew that, you have, to, you have <laughs> to go into the heart of Brady and see if he's the equal oh, okay. that Andy Reid was coming up. Research Andy Reid's total career. You, will you just need more passion? You just think a, they need more passion? He had a book of plays in college. When he first started right. coaching in college, he had a, a six-inch folder of, of offensive okay. theory back when he was coaching in California. Now, Brady has that same passion to create that. Now, uh, McDermott doesn't have – McDermott, he's, he's up against a guy who has four Super Bowl defensive coaching wins. Yep. What, what, is, what does McDermott have to compare to that? How is he going to beat that guy? He is not going to beat that guy. He has, to, he has to help Babbage beat that guy or a guy like Babbage who has a passion, a youth, a new, a new theory. I mean, well, I guess, John, thanks, John, for the phone call. What we're getting at here about the coaching is that the Chiefs have what appears to be two guys locked in that we know are good. And for the Bills, let's give it to McDermott as a good defensive coach. Okay, yes. We can argue about it, but just put it aside. We'll give him that. What the Bills don't have that the Chiefs do have, Sal, is a reliable one-two that we know are great. And that's not that's not to say that they are definitely not good or they're bad. It's just with Joe Brady, we're still finding out. You know, the Bills just went a year and a half with Ken Dorsey and decided that Ken Dorsey was not the answer. We'll see how long Joe Brady gets. But you know, the, the Bills are kind of whatever. They're they're I don't say they're wandering here. They're just not as proven as the guys that Kansas City has. And you know, you can sure. call you can call and say you want a paradigm shift, but nothing's really going to change until the the Bills get results because the Chiefs have. Very impressive resumes, all of them, and the Bills are still trying to build theirs. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, sorry, I don't know what he meant by paradigm shift. Like he brings up passion. Are they are the Bills' coaches not passionate enough? I don't know what he meant. I almost wondered if it was he was trying to get to like a like a play caller's point, Sal. Because when I was listening, I'm wondering like, does he mean like McDermott almost slide into more of like a CEO? We've used that phrase right for other coaches, like a CEO type of role and less sure maybe i think i guess that and he said because he said he has to help out babbage yeah i mean i, that's I don't I know wondered, he, like, he, he didn't he does he, just want he didn't know, he also plays? was the play caller this year yeah maybe well next year too we don't know that by the way yeah i don't know i just think it's i don't know i think brady's got to prove himself right like mcdermott is proven i think as a defensive mind and he's the head coach and that, i mean like i think it's we're it, just the i would just put, put i would give this point to the caller just to to kind of I read a Rex Ryan book about defense. He's super passionate, and he's an incredible defensive mind. Ask guys who played for him. I mean, he just wasn't very organized, but he was an incredible defensive mind, and he loves, loves, loves incredibly passionate about football. I don't know 
you know, if that gets me to where you need to go, if that's what you're saying, because I don't question that amongst the Bills coaches. Um, I think that they're extremely passionate. Now, yes, I think, Joe, what the caller is probably saying is right. Be more of a CEO, but... I mean, if that means that means you'd have to hand the plays off to Babbage. I don't know. I think that's a good question if we even want that next year, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the best plan is going forward. Uh, that yeah. gets to the point, which is in Kansas City, these questions are never questions, and for the Bills, they are, and they've got to find answers and find a way to come out on top at the end of the day. But un- that's the thing, Sal. We're all going to turn ourselves inside out until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. And that the only thing that can ever make anybody feel any better about it is it actually happening. And, you know, we're going to have to wait at least another couple months, six, <laughs> six months until we get to see the next version of the Bills uh, take a crack at it. No, that's right. That's what. Hey, everybody's zero and zero today. Remember that old commercial? The sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah. And then it says everybody's zero and zero and all the head coaches singing. That's what it is right now. So but yep. we have to live another off season of wondering. I think that's where it sits with me, which is and probably a lot of Bills fans, which are this was the year you couldn't beat them this year when you're supposed to do it. You know, but there's no guarantee, you know, I think that people thought that about the Patriots a few times, and yet they went quite a while without winning a Super Bowl and then won some more. But, you know, it's sports. You do what you best you can, and you, you get back to kind of trying to rebuild it and see where you can go. Do you, uh, do you have any thoughts on, like, Shanahan this morning? I feel like he's about to get heat, and it might be undeserved for three. Now, this is, this is three. It's almost more incredible, Sal, than to me, like something you need to, you know, make a point about that he's had three double digit leads in Super Bowls and, and has yet to win one. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. So very, very offensive minded head coach who was hired the same year as Sean McDermott, right? And um, you know, he's now he's he has advanced twice to the game. You know, McDermott hasn't and the Bills haven't. So, you know, obviously that's a you know a a big thing and you know he should be proud about that and they should and they were right there. They built a really good team. I thought at the start of the year, the 49ers had the best roster in the league, but except with the quarterback question, and that knocked them down for me. So I didn't think they could get to even the Super Bowl unless they figured that out, and I wasn't convinced that Brock Purdy would be the guy. But I think overall, they built a really strong roster. They made some moves at the deadline. They get Chase Young, obviously, and boy, he played really well yesterday. That helped them a lot. Um, but this, this is a, a well-run organization with good people and John Lynch. And um, yeah, I think if you're the Niners, you're going to have a lot of those questions, but I don't think it's... You know, pull the plug on Kyle Shanahan. I think what he did with Brock Purdy and that offense to be able to get to the Super Bowl, I think that was a, a really, really nice job by them this year, obviously. Favorite commercial? You got anything? You know what? We watched a lot of the Nickelodeon broadcasts, so oh, I'm not oh, sure. Nice. How was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Loved it. Loved it. Until about halftime, and then it's time for Max to go to bed. So uh, then I watched the other broadcast. The Nickelodeon broadcast was great. I really liked it. They did it. I mean, um, Noah Eagle, and I think it was Nate Burleson was commentating, and there were a few mm-hmm. other people, and they had the kids, and Schefter's daughter, Dylan, was on there, and I think there was another a couple other young kids. It was fun. They had all, a, lot of, a lot of the animation stuff was super cool. You know what I really like, though, and I'm not kidding. I think we could benefit from this in a lot of regular broadcasts, which is a lot of things they just explained at a very elementary level for people. All right. They like literally like um, so, for example, personal foul was called and they had Dora the Explorer come on to explain what a personal foul meant by the rule book. And then they'd have some a graphic that says you can't do that, which is kind of funny. Right. Which was really cool. But they did so many things that were I'm like, this actually would be really good for, for just regular football fans. They explained a lot of stuff at a very, very elementary level for people to understand very easily. Very nice. Well, what's what's timeline next? Combine? When's combine? Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, yeah. We got um, 
Combine is the end of February, uh, and then obviously we'll be in dra- uh, draft mode, kind of, and then free agency opens. Window opens to talk to guys March 11th this year, guys. Just so yeah. you know, that's pretty early. And the official signings I saw is one month from tomorrow. So that like that that comes up yep. quick. That's the 13th. Yep. So you have that 48 hour window, and then um, free agency on the 13th, and then owners meetings, and we'll see about the tush push. We'll see about the hip drop tackle this year, things like that. You know, and then we got the uh, the schedule release. So you know, I'm I'm going to start looking very very forward to all that instead of looking back and thinking about this. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sal. You got it, guys. Sal Capaccio. When we return, more of your phone calls. Also, we cannot let the worst take of the week go. Friday. Friday brought about one of the worst takes of the year from the NFL media. All-time bad take. We'll play that when we get back. Get more of your phone calls in as well. Steven, Anthony, um, stick with us. Jeremy and Joe and the worst take I, it's, it's, I don't remember what this was. You're going to remember it as soon as we play it. Okay. Worst take of the year contender when we return. Just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. That one vote against Lamaxon, that jeopardizes why sports writers, people talk about how sports writers yeah. shouldn't be voting. Yeah. That was a stupid not Homer right. vote by that individual, probably scared to go back in the locker room if he had voted against 100%. Josh Allen. That compromises everything. You have to be objective when you have a vote. And that writer, that writer was, I don't know who the hell it was, but that's an embarrassment. Yeah, you don't know who it was. I don't know was. who it was. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Flat out embarrassing himself, saying the one guy that didn't vote Lamar for MVP compromises the whole system because he's a homer that wouldn't go in the locker room and look at Josh Allen in the face. Yes, it's noted Buffalo homer Aaron Schatz, formerly of Football Outsiders and now of uh, FTN Fantasy. Yeah, homer. Yeah, Aaron Schatz wrote like ten thousand words on why he did it. Yeah. He was good, too. Aaron Schatz wrote 10,000 words. He voted Allen for first-team All-Pro at quarterback and used that as his his reasoning for voting Josh for MVP. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are several voters that voted for a different first-team All-Pro quarterback than MVP. Yes. And here's Stephen A. Smith to say it's a threat to the system. We spent Friday saying, can you believe... Lamar got 49 of the 50. And here's Stephen A. Smith to say it's an outrage he didn't get all 50. Right. In a year that was not close to a unanimous MVP season. Wild. Worst take of the year. It's only February 12th. Worst take of the year is a homer voted for Josh because he's afraid to go in the the room. That one also is so... It's got to be so easy to find out who the voter was. He's on what? At like... 11 o'clock in the morning. He couldn't have just... He's the second highest paid employee at ESPN behind Pat McAfee. He couldn't have just asked a producer before the show. Do you know who voted for uh, Allen for MVP? He could have so easily had the answer. But then he doesn't have the take. (laughs) It was wild. If you watch the clip, by the way, Dan Orlovsky, I think, knows that shots voted for him. Because he kind of makes a face when Stephen A. He he doesn't say anything, but you can tell Orlovsky's like... Oh, this is not, what's this the, is not right. <laughs> but what's what's the worst part of it? Thinking that it was a Homer Buffalo writer that did it, or thinking Lamar should have been unanimous. Right. What's worse, being wrong or thinking that Lamar should have gone fifty for fifty? Because that no way maybe is you're right. More outrageous. no way. All right, eight hundred three hundred five fifty to a call in a minute. In a minute. But I think in the break 
I may have just talked Joe into taking the ball in overtime. Yeah, I think you did. Because if you take the ball, like for me, I want, no matter when I get the ball, I want to go for two. Well, I shouldn't say that. If I get the ball second and the team that went first went for two and didn't get it, then obviously I'm kicking the extra point. But if all's equal, I want to go for two. Because if I get the ball second and I'm down seven, you're there's gonna... no scenario where I'm giving them the ball back right. for not, a field goal to win. You're not going to kick an extra point to then go to sudden death where right. they can kick a field goal. So you're, Psychotic. So you're for two. So I'm going to go for two. Okay, now, in this scenario... Again, this is tough because a lot of analytics is based on thousands of thousands of simulations. Now, or I'm, things that have happened sure, historically. Right? I am a rival coach. Now I'm playing against Joe, and I know in that spot, Joe's going to go for two on the second possession. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go for two on the first possession. Right. Making it so if I get that two, the best you can do is get me the ball with sudden death. Right. And with that, I'll take the ball. Right. And now I think... Knowing that, and knowing if I have some confidence in who my opponent is, who the other coach is, I think, yeah, I want the ball first. Because I'm going for two. If I get the ball first, I'm going for two. Knowing the risk of if I miss it, I'm giving them seven to win the game. I know. But the upside of if I make it, there's going to be a two-point conversion no matter what. Someone's going to go for it. Let me be the team that has to go get the two yards. And if I get it, now I have... Locked in at worst, I'm getting the ball back for, for a field goal to win it. I think that makes it seem, especially when, like you said in the break, Seth Walder, ESPN, a couple other guys. Like, Brian Burke of ESPN Brian said he plugged in the new rules and whatever, they've got AI and all that. He did 120,000 simulations. Yeah. And the team that took the ball first won. 50.2% of the games. Basically, the idea is that if you did run Brian Burke, ESPN, his numbers on this, taking the ball or not yeah. is a coin toss. Right. And I think we're what we're kind of conditioned to right now in the modern NFL, and if you pay attention to the numbers and you want to be a, a fan that you know worries and cares about probabilities, we like to expose these little, oh, going for a fourth down here is a better idea. Yeah. And this really might be these new rules outrageously close on yeah. what to do, and it comes down to what do you feel like Which you should do. It's good. I kind of like that. It, it's good. Like I, I like to go by the numbers, but if you tell me this is there's no historical data, so there's no you know uh, the simulations you have, but the analytics aren't really there, you don't really know, and you're not going to get enough sample size to know for a long time, yep. and it looks like it's 50-50 anyway, there's arguments on both sides. That's perfect. Now, like, first... For content, beautiful, right? Like, now, now it's debatable both ways. I think you can you can make a case both ways. Um, and if I'm, you know, I think also what I like to do there, I'm, I'm kind of playing it as it goes. I think I want to determine whether I go for it, or excuse me, whether I take the ball first or take the ball second, almost entirely based on who the other coach is. Yeah. If it's Mike Tomlin on the other side. He's going to kick. I think I want the ball second. He's not going for two. No, he's going to. He's going to. He's going to either if he if he scores a touchdown, he's going to get seven. He might kick a field goal. He might punt. And I think my odds are going way up. But if it's Dan Campbell on the other side, he's going to be aggressive. There's a much greater chance that Dan Campbell is not going to give me a chance to win the game on the second possession. He's going to get eight. There's an even bigger picture here, though, which is why did the rule change? Right? Why do we have a new playoff format for overtime? Because Allen didn't get the ball second. Right? Why didn't Allen get the ball? Because the Chiefs scored a touchdown. How did the Chiefs get the ball? 
Uh, coin toss. Coin toss. Yeah. For right. They've taken they've taken the coin toss meaning away. Yes. Yeah. The, ideally, ideally, what you get here in 120,000 simulations is the team that decided this one half. That's perfect. Now the coin toss is doing nothing in terms of determining the outcome of the game. When it was sudden death and you had, I think it was what, nine of 11 playoff games were won by the team that won the, to- won the toss. That's a problem. I have a coin toss determining outcomes. Now, if I get the next 11 games and it's split down the middle, I mean, 11 still a small sample size and not enough, but... What I have is, oh, it's actually, there's no decided advantage to taking the ball first or second. It's personal preference. In over 120,000 simulations, you have a push. I think that's ideal. That's, that's what you should want. Yep. If the team that took the ball second won 75%, we'd have a they'd problem. All, they'd, and they'd all go for, they'd all go for it second. And right. Because right, then, then you have, would know the coin toss is back to meaning something. Yes, meaning yeah. too much. We'd have a problem on our hands again. 803-0550. Steven in Florida. Hey, Steven, good morning. Hey, guys. Um, okay, so a couple quick things. First of all, about the game last night, um, I had told people that I didn't see any way that San Francisco was going to win this game. I couldn't believe they were favored by two points, I think it was, uh, because they just looked too weak in those last two playoff games against Green Bay and Detroit, even though they did come back and win. So it was no surprise to me whatsoever that Kansas City won that game. Now, that being said, I have something I've been wanting to say about the Bills, and I'm glad I waited till after the outcome of last night's game. The Buffalo Bills organization, I'm not talking about the players, I'm talking about the owners and the coaches, oh, the fans, especially 400-plus fans that went out and braved the elements to shovel out Highmark Stadium. They owe them a huge apology, and here's why I say that. I'm tired of hearing about how Buffalo has clinched the AFC East because when they get into the postseason, they can't beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So until they're able to do that, it's, you know, this has become a one-dimensional team. It's just like in the OJ days. It was the OJ Simpson show. In our day here today, it's the Josh Allen show. So until Buffalo gets some depth in the receiving core, and the front four for the defense, I mean, they didn't even get to Mahomes. That's right, they didn't. They have not sacked him in one postseason game they've played him. So, you know, I'm just saying, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Bills fan, but I'm tired of this organization trying to make me think that this is a championship team. Okay. They're not. Okay. And until they can beat the Chiefs or a team of that caliber in the offseason, they're, they're only going to be a second-rate team. Well, what does any of that mean? What do you want them to do? Well, I want them to, first of all, get the players that they need. Well, they're going to try to do that. They're going to they're gonna pick up players. In the draft, but also to execute better tr- as far as the way they play the game. Because they're, gonna, they're, just, they're, they're not doing something wrong because, you know, the old saying, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result that definitely applies here yeah well i mean they're not really doing the same thing every year they're on their third offensive coordinator of this entire stretch they're they tried now, to run the ball against yeah, the chiefs they're on their third defensive coordinator of this stretch now with bobby babich calls plays mm-hmm. they're about to tr- turn over their entire defense their receiving core is about to turn over pretty greatly over the last couple of years i mean the, the what's the same 
the uniforms and the coach <laughs> and the quarterback. So I don't know. I, 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 I guess I don't know. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I don't really know what you want. They're, like, you want them to beat the Chiefs. So do I. So does everybody. They're going to keep trying. It's proving to be tough. Let's point that out. Yeah. It's proving to be difficult for not just the Bills, I was just but say. literally everybody is having a tough time with it. Yeah. Does it does it make anybody feel better that they're they're standing in Shanahan's way of having a Super Bowl? They're standing in, I mean, the Chargers' way of even being a competent they're st- team. They're standing in, you know, well, like, let's talk the about Bills' it. way for sure. I-, I have a tweet that said the Bills are the only team that's a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. No, they're not. Everybody's about a few plays away, and right. they always lose. The Ravens are a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. The Niners were so, the Ravens were one yard away from being tied yeah. in the fourth quarter of that game. The the, yeah. the, the 49ers no, no. had a fourth down to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Garoppolo, the, the Ravens Garoppolo had a pass to Sanders to win the Super Bowl at the end uh, three years ago. Yeah, there the Bengals have beaten them. Yeah, the Bills are not the only team that's close, but there are a lot of teams that are close and lose to this team. Which is the way it works. I mean, like, I, it, I mean, that's not to take credit away from the Chiefs. It's the beauty of the sport. It's, it, it's how it's supposed to go. Right. Because it really is, if I take, I could probably find six plays where if I change the outcome of those six plays, the Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you can also change two plays and they've won six in a row. Right. <laughs> or close. Yes. And they weren't really close against the Bucks. Although there were a couple, drop, well, I mean, there were a couple drops in that game. That's where like, I could point out until I'm blue in the face that they went six quarters scoring one touchdown on a one-play drive. But I, I, can, I can do it as much as I want. There's Mahomes. When, yep. the dri- when he needs the drive in overtime, he hasn't done it in seven quarters, and he needs a touchdown drive to win the game. What does he do? He won the game. Yep. 803-0550. Thank you, Steven. Your frustration is not... Uh, you're, not you're not alone. I can tell you that. We're going to break in and get more of your phone calls. Uh, 1-888-550-2550 to join us here on the uh, Super Bowl post-game commiseration party here on WGR. False start is when an offensive player illegally moves after lining up for, but prior to the snap. Where are we going? Back five yards! Why? Because it's a penalty! Dora the Explorer, rules official. And Boots. And Boots. Boots a cat? No, Boots is a monkey. Oh. No Dora the Explorer with the uh, with the kids? The Jets are getting new uniforms. They announced that last night at 11 p.m. Are they, uh... Then show them. Just They're going to get new uniforms. Okay. Didn't they just do that? Yeah. They're not... They don't really have a lot to work with. They're, they're pretty bad. They probably should do an overall. They should start again. Maybe Just something cha- they've never had before. Maybe even change their name. I, I'd, be, uh, I'd be into that. They did the all-white ones that they wore against the Bills in the Monday Night Opener. I did like those. But that's like the only uniform I've ever liked. Yeah. So. 803-0550. Quick thing for you. So, good morning. Jeremy and Joe get some more phone calls. We're open the rest of the show here. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Sabres game on Saturday, a 1 o'clock game against the Blues. Mm-hmm. Someone pointed out that on the NHL app, the Apostle goal was labeled as an own goal by the Blues. What? Yeah, an own because it was, but it it was an own goal. What do you mean it got labeled that way? It like said it, OG next to next Oposo? to Apostle's name. Like that it was an own goal because again the Sabers had a million shots and the only goal that went in the net was the Blues shooting it in their own net. 
Have you ever seen no. that? The NHL has never really been – they've never done the own goal distinction, and there's no. a reasonable question to ask. Why not? That's as obvious – that one was legit an own goal. Right. Not every deflection counts as an own goal in soccer, but some of them do. Why, though, did they just decide – like, right. they're just – without announcing it, they're just going to start doing it? Or? It was just on the app. But anyway, okay. one thought from the Sabres game, so – you know, kids' day, packed house, never had the lead. That's how it goes. I've been to a million games this year where the Sabres don't even have a lead. Can't even dream of scoring first, having a lead. It's been a tough year. However, on the positive side, it was a cool event, kids' day. They gave out Sabretooth pillowcases. It was Sabretooth's birthday. Nice. It's a lot of mascots there to sing happy birthday. Anyway, Joe, you know how it is. We're out and about. People say hi to us. This is the first time this ever happened to me. Not that, not that someone said hi, but the, the rest of the story. So, you know, people say hi often, like, hey, Jeremy, yeah, yeah, hey, man, love the show, listen to the show. Usually don't say, they think you guys are bums, even if they think that they're nice, which is nice. Mm -hmm. First time ever, you know what happened to me? Jeremy? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Guy leans in close and he goes, choo-choo, baby. Let's go. (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes. Let's go. Welcome to wide receiver train season. Now it's official. Now it's underway. Yes. Get on the platform. I watched a piece on trains this weekend, actually. I'm all, even just trains in general. You got more train information locked and loaded? I did. There was a John Oliver last week tonight special from last month on trains. I'm like, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm into trains. I'm going to get into trains now. He also showed, I, I, I'll share this on social media, They're the most amazingly horrific episode of kids television i've ever seen in my life from an episode of the british thomas the tank engine train cartoon it is so i can't believe it exists basically one of the trains won't come out of the tunnel because he's afraid of the rain so sir topham hat decides sir topham hat if you don't come out we're going to lock you in there forever i have a vivid memory of this episode from when i was so they build a brick wall in front of the tunnel and lock this train in there for eternity yeah this aired no no they let him out eventually uh by not by the end of that episode no it took it took two episodes like, they locked him in saying, there, the episode ended, and then the next episode. They ended that episode with this poor train who was just afraid of the rain because he had never seen it before. They built a brick wall in front and said, you're in there forever. It was not because he had never seen it before. He didn't want to get his paint wet. I uh, have that screenshot, by the way, in case the Bills do not take a uh, receiver in the draft for, for tons of meme potential. Get your train memes ready. Get them ready. Choo-choo. How many days? 73. 73 days. 8030550. Jimmy, we'll get your call in. Anybody else wants to chime in as well on the Chiefs and their Super Bowl? Another one. Hey, good news. The NFL season starts next year at Arrowhead. Ah, it's been so long since we've seen a game from Arrowhead. <laughs> Can't wait. Great. Another year starting at Arrowhead. Awesome. At least you get Brazil the next day. That's true. I think speculation is Peter King, his speculation is it's going to be the Browns that go to Brazil. The NFL also right. announced they're going to play a game in Spain in 2025, and okay. that is likely to be the Dolphins. Ooh, okay. It's an AFC year, and a lot of teams did this thing where they claimed countries. Yes. Miami claimed Spain. Not not like they're the only team to they do it. They planted their flag there. Yes, that they want to market Spain. The Chiefs want to market Germany, one of the reasons they went to Germany. Yep. So teams have made their claims. The and Bills claim no one. No, that's right. The Bills did not claim a country. Right. Not yet. Not even Canada. No, Seattle, I think, got Canada. 
Well, multiple there's teams. enough countries out there. They should, they should, they should grab one. Multiple teams were able to get the same country. You did not, it was not like a draft. Oh, okay. But the Bills did not put in for anybody. That would have been more fun. Yeah, it would. Teams drafting countries. All right. 803-0550 on the Chiefs and their win on WGR. Jawan Jennings, a trick play. Oh, this ball's in the air for a long time. McCaffrey's able to pull it down, and he's going in for the touchdown. Jawan Jennings with a touchdown pass. And now set up in the red zone, trying to take the lead. Mahomes goes for it right away, wide open. Touchdown, Valdez Scantling. One second on the play clock, second and nine. Purdy's pass. Caught. Jennings did it. What an effort breaking tackles. Now he's thrown for a touchdown and caught another. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman. Jackpot. Kansas City. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, good morning. Chiefs win. Here's my recap of the commercials. I had to go through a article. Like, hey, remembering all the commercials because I already forgot them all. So, here's a couple. One, the Christopher Walken Walken commercial. Very Mm -hmm. funny. Liked it. Two, Volkswagen had one with just Neil Diamond playing. You know what? uh, Neil Diamond's good. I wanted more Neil Diamond in my life. I thought the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the... uh, Helicopter, Good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Oh, yeah. I thought that was good. I liked it. What else? The NFL commercial with O.C. Uminyora, the, the kid in Ghana. Yeah. who's chasing and playing and imagine all his play- favorite players are there, and then he goes to the camp and he touches Humanior to make sure he's real. Yeah. Hit me in the feels. It was good. I liked it a lot. I like the uh, the Uber Eats one with uh, them forgetting things. Yes. Usher, Jelly Roll, uh, the Beckhams were in it, right? I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, the Paramount Plus one, which we had talked about already last week, that got posted online was in there as a shorter version with uh, Tua and Patrick Stewart and Creed and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and it's not very good as the shorter version. You no, need, it's you, not as good. You need the full version where Patrick Stewart opens the wrist bra- the wristlet and it says, throw the child. Yes. If that doesn't have that, it's and not worth it. It was missing the best part. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else was there The e babies made a comeback. Oh, did they? I missed that. Yeah, they did like a pickleball commercial. Did you like the Duncan commercial with... With Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Brady. Matt Damon. I mean, Brady okay, was in it. A couple things. Fundamentally, I do not like Ben Affleck and Tom Brady. Okay. So, no. Just those two? Just between us? Matt Damon? Just between us? That's a pretty good commercial. Okay. Yeah. I thought Brady was actually pretty good in it. It was fine. Uh, what what about the Brady, um, the Brady betting one? It Wait, was, Brady was in multiple? He yes, was in two, was. yeah. There was the... It was... Um, I can't remember which sports book it was, but it was like everyone could bet except for Tom Brady because Tom Brady's won enough. Gotcha. So uh, that was kind of well, funny. A, a commercial about how much Brady wins. Yeah, I'm sure that that, that one. Yeah. I'm glad I missed that one. Uh, let me make sure I go back and see that one. The Christopher Walk. I just watched during the break the Christopher Walk and BMW one, though, and that's – I've not seen all of them yet because, you know, I didn't see them all yet, but I, the, what that was my favorite one for sure. The Budweiser one with um, the, the, the dog – that was the puppy from years ago, and it's the same dog. Oh. With the Clydesdales. That's cool. I like that. So the New York Times ranking of all these, in the category of the worst of the bunch, it takes real effort to be this bad, is the Paramount Plus with Patrick Stewart and Tua. I think it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. 
It just did without the full storyline of it. You, it just didn't really make a lot of yeah, sense. You need the whole thing. Yeah, like let's it, talk. Like, they don't explain. Creed just starts playing. Like yeah. you don't. They don't even like point them out. Like you wouldn't have even known like why that was happening. One more thing. They also list the kick of destiny. So Gronk misses a field goal live. Why? Why did that look so odd? Why did that look like it was? Somebody pointed out it looked like a cut scene in a video game. He's wearing a goofy helmet. Yeah. I wish I could have changed my pick right when I saw how he lined up for the kick. He's standing there. He's standing way too close to the ball. Apparently it was filmed multiple times. There was someone that saw it being shot from their hotel room. Well, that's not fair. Then I'm looking class action lawsuit. One, two. He only took two steps. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's no way you would think that's, that's a way to kick a ball 25 yards. He didn't. He had the distance. He missed it wide right. Yeah. All right. It said live in the top right corner. It's supposed yeah. to be live. Yeah. Just looked weird. What else on pregame? Anything else from pregame? Um, Vegas is a stadium. Was fine. We should call Del. A lot of lot of looks at the sphere that they had on the uh, on yep. the cutaways. Yep. You had Kelsey singing "Viva Las Vegas" at, at the uh, on the on the podium after. Did you watch any of the podium stuff after? None. Okay, good for you. We have reached. I'm, I'm, that's probably we have good. Totally reached. I will not be watching a Chiefs podium for the rest of my life. Nope. What's the point? Yeah. I will say this though: you did not get any version of we were so doubted and underdogs. I at least appreciated that a little bit. Also, Mahomes said. Uh, let me find the quote. What was it? Mahomes said, I believe this was on the podium, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. So just as long as they don't want to play that card, then fine. Chris Jones unblocked on the Niners' final play. Yeah? Yeah. That's a, that's a good idea. Yep. You know, you're always going to love to see this. This is one of those points where, listen, I don't know the play call, and I don't know how protection schemes work, but after a game like that, you're like, well, can Kyle Shanahan win the big one? And, well, Jake Moody did this, and so-and-so did this. And on the play that Brock Purdy has to throw it away and the Niners settle for a field goal in their first possession in overtime, the Niners let Chris Jones walk in untouched as their right tackle blocks air. Nothing, yeah. Nothing. And had he blocked him? He's got Ayuk wide open for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Ayuk is wide open in the back of the end zone. He has whoever's covering him. Is it looks McDuffie? like Sneed. Okay, he has broken his ankles, and he Boom. is he is twenty. There's nobody near him. Nope. nope. If that thing gets protected up, that's a touchdown for the Niners. Wow, protection breakdown. <sighs> Jimmy in Miami. Hey, Jimmy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, um, <clears throat> a couple guys had called in and um, said uh, that um, the the Bills and the Chiefs are basically close but uh the big the big thing is coaching decisions and sometimes in the big games uh that's where the difference is and uh sal asked for an example and um like one guy was saying there was a pair should be a paradigm shift or whatever but uh give me an example he said and i I could give you two examples (laughs) number one i don't think andy Reid has ever called for a fake punt in a playoff game i mean maybe you guys can research that but uh, during the season, maybe in the third or fourth game of the season, when you, 
going to try to beat the Jets or somebody like that and, and maybe you can catch him off guard? Yeah. But in a playoff game, I kind of doubt it. I don't think he's ever done it. In fact, I think what what McDermott should have done was he should, in his press conference, he should have said, where do I send the flour and the box of chocolates for McCole Hardman for fumbling the ball through the end zone? So, um, I mean, you know, he, he really dodged a bullet there on that one. But the second one is, of course, in the – in the last series against the Chiefs in the playoffs, we, we got the ball on the 27-yard line, two minutes to go. All right, the first, the first play is a running play. We get one yard. The second play, I can't kill Allen and, and, uh, and Brady for going for the end zone because Shakir was wide open. But that third down, I think Andy Reid, he doesn't go for the end zone on the third down and throw it away if, 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 if your guy is covered. He, he goes for a short pass maybe get five or six yards. Now you're in fourth down territory. You have Josh Allen. So you either have Josh Allen or Mahomes. If it's Andy Reid, he's, he's in fourth down territory there, and he keeps the drive going, and they win the game. But I don't know. That's just a difference that I think between Reid and McDermott. Well, and I'll, I'll let you guys talk. Jimmy, you can say that's the difference between Reid and McDermott. That's the difference between Allen and Mahomes. Let's be real about it. Don't get mad at me. Can we be real about that? That's the difference between Allen and Mahomes. It's a small difference, but Kurt Warner talked about that play and mm-hmm. said, "You actually, Kurt Warner criticized the second down throw. Didn't want him to throw to Shakir in the end zone. Right. You don't have to make it about the throw to Shakir in the end zone. That's the difference between Allen and Mahomes. It feels good to say it, even though people are going to get mad that I said it. Right? Come on. The play isn't designed to go to the end zone. He's got options underneath he doesn't take. Mm-hmm. He throws to the end zone. He rolls. He throws it away. Say a million different things that you want to say. Mahomes throws it underneath. Mahomes throws it underneath. Or does Mahomes slide in the pocket and make the throw to Shakir? I mean, Allen got bumped because Chris Jones is right there on Deion Dawkins on the second down play. Yeah. But... Sean McDermott didn't call those plays. First off, he didn't call the plays, and he didn't make the decisions to throw. If you really want to dig back into that drive, the whole story of the game is that Josh Allen played perfect and did everything he could and went underneath and took what they gave him and was never baited into making a bad decision. And then on those two plays, he threw deep, and they went bang, bang, out, and missed the kick, and it was over. That the whole game, he was asked about this on Super Bowl Radio. He was, he's talked he, about it multiple times. Yeah. He was asked about it specifically. The whole game seemed like you had you guys had a plan on offense, and then your last possession when you got to about the 20-yard line, you went deep down the field and went for bigger shots. What changed? Is that the difference between McDermott and Reed? Or is that more likely the difference between Allen and Mahomes? It's he, not an insult to say somebody is not Patrick Mahomes. To say a guy's the second-best quarterback in football is not an insult. He did also say on Radio Row about the Shakir miss. This is now I've heard him at least two or three times. Whenever he talks about that play, he never mentions like a, a regret that he didn't throw it to Diggs. His regret is that he didn't, slide is that in the he didn't step up in the pocket right. to hit Shakir. Which is... It's not even in his brain. Like, Shakir's open in the end zone. That's that's the play. Like, even now, what he's carrying around right now is not, he had digs open, could have got the first down, could have ran more clock off and, you know, whittled it down as much as you can. His regret is, I had the touchdown. I got to get that touchdown. 
Yeah. In general, I don't usually think about the Allen-Mahomes difference. I usually consider it more of the organizations. But maybe that's wrong. We often say Allen is the closest thing to Mahomes in the sport. And the the Chiefs, the rest of it, is the reason why they read, especially, right, is the reason why they have three Super Bowls and the Bills have none. It's the reason why they're so far ahead with resume. It's not even close. Because I maybe I'm wrong to think this. I continue to think that the difference in those quarterbacks should not be as big as the gap is in their resumes. No, that's right. I mean, the, the and when it's all said and done, the gap between Brady and Manning is... Well, five Super Bowls, but right. Manning got his two. Roethlisberger got his two. All you really have to do is get one, and you're made. Here's Mahomes with three. Already more playoff wins for his career than Peyton Manning. And he's 28. Yeah. Hmm. 803 Mahomes did throw a bad pick in this game. Yeah, was he? Did they ever figure out? Was he going for? Was he going for Kelsey on that play and just missed him? I think so. Over- or was he trying was- to go over the top to? I think it was Valdez Scantling that was there. Yeah, it was overthrown. Uh, Butch on the east side. Hey, Butch. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for taking my call. But I'm going to just say this, and I'm going to get to it. Uh, I'm not going to skip over it. I'm going to be right to the punch. When Buffalo, uh, when Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott first came to this city, well, I'm going to say Sean McDermott first. Brandon came to second here. We needed a quarterback. And Brandon Bean, his first draft, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, his first draft, he had an opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes. But he chose to trade the pick to Kansas City. We took Tredavious White. I'm going to say this, and this is why prior to that, we had a bad experience with a quarterback named E.J. Manuel prior to that. And we needed a quarterback. And this guy was from Texas A&M. He threw sidearm. He had trick plays. He did everything. His father was an all-star baseball player, et cetera, et cetera. And we gave them Patrick Mahomes, just like Denver had an opportunity to draft Josh Allen, and we got him, which I'm happy we do have Josh Allen. So I'm going to say Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes are my sons. I love both of them. They both came from – they both – Buffalo, we got Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, we traded our pick so they can get Patrick Mahomes. That was our pick. So, you know, I'm not – I'm going to celebrate that. Now, I'm going to say this. We lost by three points to this football team. At the same time, I'm not going to – I'm not going to throw shade on, on their organization, their fan base, et cetera. They beat us. I'm glad they won the championship. So my team, it makes me on the off season have a better feeling that my team lost to the Super Bowl champions instead of lose the next game to some chumps that beat us and we could have won the game and they lost the next game. They won the championship. Congratulations to them. But I'm going to just say that and I'm going to hang up and let you guys finish your show, which you got a great show, is that Buffalo didn't want Patrick Mahomes. And it's a reason why. And they had a bad experience. And we needed a quarterback desperately. But we get we took Tredavious White. I love you guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. Thanks, Bush. Yeah, I mean the, the Allen success story makes it so we don't have to think about this that much, like the Bears do. The Bears passed on Mahomes and took Mitch Trubisky. I mean draft. Yeah. Going back for to relive drafts, I saw 
a really funny thing pointed out. Andrew Filipponi, 92-3, the fan in Pittsburgh, yeah. pointed out that Steelers brass really liked Brock Purdy, too. And they were going to take <laughs> – they were thinking about taking Brock Purdy, and they really liked Brock Purdy. And uh-huh. Andrew asked, like, wow, uh, where would they be if they'd taken Purdy, and uh, would he have beaten Pickett? And it was immediately pointed out that the Steelers took a quarterback in the same round as, draft, as, as Brock Purdy, and it was a different quarterback. Like you don't get to claim we liked the guy that got taken last in the draft while you took another quarterback immediately ahead of him in the seventh round. Draft, redrafts, draft, con- there's a lot of crapshoot in there. And that's true of, you know, Mahomes. The Chiefs go up there and get Mahomes. People didn't think Mahomes was going to be a guaranteed good player. Nobody knows that kind of stuff. Caleb Williams, maybe he'll be great. Maybe he won't. Maybe Drake May's the best. Maybe it's going to be Bo Nix that's the best. A lot of it is a crapshoot. That's true of Allen, too. A lot of people thought Allen would not be good. Turns out he is really good. Yep. A lot of people thought Sam Darnold was the most pro-ready quarterback in that draft, and he was not. So I always get a little bit wary of the redraft, and, well, here's what I thought about it at the time. Can you blame the Bills for dra- for trading down and – Taking a first round pick in Tredavious White. There's only one. To me, you can. Yes, I have one criticism of them. You can that. do that, and that's because you didn't have a quarterback at the time. Yep. And here's you want you want to get really far va- go go as far back as you want. You hired a defensive head coach, and what did he want to do? Get me a stud corner, build me a defense. I'll worry about a quarterback later. You trade you trade out. The Chiefs trade up, they get Mahomes, they, they're off and running, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying you should be upset that you didn't know Mahomes was going to be great. You didn't know. However, if your quarterback, if your coach, instead of a defensive head coach that day, is an offensive head coach, what does he do? Does he say, go get that quarterback right there, I'll take that one. Maybe it's Deshaun Watson, maybe it's Mahomes. Those two got drafted 10 and 12 that year, right? So, whatever, it's water under the bridge. Do you want to spend time... Worrying about that? If you want to, you can. I don't worry about it. I don't think about it. I don't think there's much of a point. The Bills have a quarterback quarterback that is good enough to win a Super Bowl, and that's all I, I'm going to ask. You know? So I don't think about it. I thought about it until Josh Allen became really good, and then pff, it's out of my mind. Right? It's like, it's to me, it's Joe, it's not that far off from saying, you shouldn't have traded for Diggs, you should have drafted Justin Jefferson. Well, sure, if you have a time machine and go back and just pretend to know Justin Jefferson was going to be this good, but that's not a bad trade. You did fine. You came out of it with a win. They're different for me in that I don't spend a ton of time thinking about it either. The Diggs one, logic was sound. You needed the number one receiver. You were taking the risk out of it. The logic for me for why they traded that pick was faulty from the first place. You should never. I don't. I don't think a team that does not have a franchise quarterback or is where they were, which was nowhere at at quarterback, should ever take quarterback off their board. So I don't. That doesn't have to mean they're at fault. They should have Mahomes because of that, right? They might not have even taken Mahomes, but the reasoning for why they moved down in the first place was they're not ready to take a quarterback and. That to me is insane. That any team that's that where they were a quarterback would say any time we're not ready to take one. You, if you don't have a quarterback, you always have to be ready to take one. I would agree. That's with that. my sole criticism yep. of why they of that draft. 
was not that they gave Mahomes to the Chiefs. It was they took quarterback off their board when Tyrod Taylor was their quarterback. Because, and, and again, like this gets to why did they do that? Because they had a coach who needed to establish a culture, build a defense. Right. And he did that. And he succeeded in doing that. 803-0550. It's 2017. <laughs> we're going yeah. back in, we're going backwards. Hey, by the way, Steph Curry hit a million threes over the weekend and it was awesome. Did he? Yes. Well, I'll have to go watch that. That's always fun to watch. Go check the highlights. He hit eleven against the Pacers, including some absolute bonkers threes. Vintage stuff, real king stuff. Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. They played a heck of a football game. They didn't lose this game. Patch Mahomes won this game. And Kyle Shanahan will have his team back. He did all the right things, made all the trick calls, went for it on fourth and three, put them in a position to finish the game. There was too much Patrick Mahomes. Kudos to the San Francisco 49ers for a very, very successful year. Hey, look, Patrick. Did Bill Coward just give Shanahan credit for going for it on fourth and three? He did. When he would have been the first person to blast him had he not made that play. Yeah. 8030550. Come on, Shanahan. Get to a different quarterback. Go big. My uh, uh, Justin Herbert, one year from now, he's going to be fed up with the Chargers. They're still not going to have it together under Harbaugh. They're going to be running the ball with Greg Roman. That's the guy. Go get him. Go make your Stafford trade. <laughs> 8030550. Mahomes, the MVP. 34 of 46, 333, two touchdowns. He ran for 66. He had 399 yards of offense himself. That's pretty good. Him scrambling was huge. Loosen up for this. Oh, go ahead. I know it's Is Patrick Mahomes doing too much? 399. See those hits he took at the end of the game? He'll never uh, stay healthy doing that. Although, it is worth pointing out. They do. They will never QB sneak with him. Never again. No. They had fourth and one. Fourth and one in the Super Bowl. If you don't get it, then you don't win the game. And they have never called a QB sneak with him. And I think it's three years when he got injured on a QB sneak on a Monday night game. And they've never done it since. They had fourth and one in the Super Bowl in overtime. If you don't get it, the game is over and you lose. And they didn't sneak it. They played out of shotgun. So I think that means he will never he will never sneak again. Which I guess is fine. They still got it. But I was ready to man. Me my my brother was really hot over it because he's Mr. Eagle Tush Push guy, where it's like ninety nine percent screaming at them for why are they not sneaking it? They're playing out a shotgun. What if there was ever a time to do it, th- this is the chance where your season ends if you don't. So they're gonna ban the tush push anyway though. I let's guess. let's hope. Jordan in Buffalo. Hey, Jordan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I know I'm a little late with uh, the commercials and everything. I just wanted to bring one up that uh, mm-hmm. that I, I miss. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, office linebacker, Terry Tate. Yes. Do you guys remember those ones? They got to bring Terry back, man, because I think since then, I don't think I've seen a better commercial. Those commercials were just the best, where the workers weren't doing their jobs. So yeah. Terry would just kind of deck them against the wall and throw them all over the place. I mean, it was great. I remember. I remember Terry Tate. Who else? Who's the all-time cameo in a commercial? You know which one was terrible yesterday? It was the one with uh, um, Jason Momoa. Singing. 
flash dance, right? It's terrible. Brutal. Huh. Brady had one yesterday. Brady was in multiple commercials. No, no Matt Damon crypto commercial this year, huh? No, I think the crypto commercials are... Uh, it's done? Or toast, yeah. Jeff and Sheikdawaga. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? I don't I don't know if you already talked about this, but, uh, you know, in overtime, if you win the coin toss, I think you have every advantage to kick the ball off. I, I just... And the reason I'm saying that, you kick it off, if there's a turnover, you can kick a field goal. If you stop them, like San Fran was stopped deep in their territory, but they get they got that penalty to kick uh, to get the first down. Okay, but let's say it's positive. San Fran comes down and they and they uh, kick a field goal like they did. Kansas City, they're going to use all four downs to get down there to either kick a field goal or get a touchdown to go ahead. Let's say San Fran gets a touchdown. Again, you're using all four downs, and if you get and you're going to go for the touchdown, and if you get the touchdown, you might go for two to win the game. You might. I, I, I think I think the whole advantage is to kick, is to kick it off. I, I I don't see how it's not an advantage in, in playoff games. Yeah. Well, Jeff, there's a couple things. I uh, had mentioned this earlier that uh, Ben Brian Burke, ESPN. He had run 120,000 simulations, and it's basically 50-50. There's no edge to Mm -hmm. taking the ball first. There are different edges with it. If you get the ball first, you guarantee if there is going to be a third possession, you get it. You play sudden death. If you go second, you can use four downs. You can also use four downs going first. No one's stopping you from doing that. You say you know what you have to get. That's right. But... There's an advantage to going first. There's an advantage to going second. And I don't think it is a obvious answer. I wonder, did anyone see anything on the Niners' decision to kick the field goal at the end on fourth and four? I don't think, like, I'm look, I looked at the fourth down bot stuff. I looked at, like, there, it was never posted. And maybe that's because there's no, again, data on it. But that has not been mentioned a lot. And... I don't know, like how defend how defensible would it have been to go for that? Fourth and four at the Chiefs nine. You know, handing them the ball back, you might not get it back at all. You, they might they, right. they have touchdown to win it. Fourth and four, and the other thing there is, you could you could say, well, you kick the field goal because you trust your defense. The Chiefs haven't moved the ball a lot all day, you know, so you you have confidence that you're not going to let them score. Well, if you don't get it. You're putting them at their own nine. Yep, they gotta go. They gotta go fifty plus yards to get into a long field goal. I mean, it's that, not- that if I were to ask that question to, you know, Shanahan, I'm sure he would say, "Well, I trusted my defense to not let them score a touchdown." Because well, they but had- you didn't trust your defense enough to not let them go sixty yards to kick a field goal by going for it. You know what I mean? If you go for it well, wait, and don't well, get it, you should have confidence your defense isn't going to let them go 60 no, to kick a field goal. No, because what yard line is that on? The 9. The 9. For 16 yards, if I kick it off to them, they have the ball to 25. It's 16 yards. I'll take it where if I get the stop with my defense, I still have to score. Or I can kick the field goal and give you 16 yards, and if I stop you, I win. In any way, if I stop you, I win. Yeah. Now, something but else. If I get the touchdown, I'm I'm... If you I'm get chasing the, the touchdown. Sure. There's another very important 
thing here about going first and going second. Sal's in on this, and Tom had tweeted to Sal. Uh, San Francisco had to kick off. You can't give the ball to Mahomes last. When you get the ball second, you know what you have to do. There's a reason why college teams play defense first in overtime. Great point. Very important distinction. College football overtime never has a sudden death portion. Right. You know you will always get it back. Right. There is no sudden death in college football on any level. There's no format. You go first, I go. I go, you go. You go, I go. They force us to go for two-point conversions, but you never have sudden death. And the NFL still has sudden death. After the first two possessions, if you're still tied, sudden death. And when Shanahan wins the coin toss, what are you really picking? I'm picking the ball in sudden death. Let's go. Let's match up. Me drive, you drive. And if we get to sudden death, I get the ball. Anybody can go for a fourth and four. Anybody can go for a fourth and one. I can settle for a field goal like he did. Mm-hmm. I can go for the touchdown. But I'm picking the ball in sudden death. Seth Walder tweeted uh, 15 minutes ago from an NFL analytics staffer this morning on first versus second possession in playoff overtime. Quote, anyone that is very confident there's a clear option is probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and this is going to be my big takeaway. If it's not a clear advantage, the NFL has won. That's what you want. The last thing you want is knowing, all right, someone's going to call heads and someone's going to get it right or get it wrong, and that's got a massive impact on the game. And that happened multiple times where Josh Allen never saw the field because of a coin toss. Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl against against the Patriots Patriots, in that great 28-3 comeback. That's a coin toss. Right. The AFC Championship game when the Patriots go to the Super Bowl and beat Mahomes along the way in Kansas City. That's a coin toss in overtime. Like, the biggest problem is, here's this game, and we have a coin toss deciding a sudden death session. Now all the NFL has done, the coin toss still decides the sudden death, but before sudden death, we'll play a mini game. Who comes out with the most points in the mini game? Mm -hmm. I think it's a good format. I think it's pretty good, and it worked last night. Does anyone think it's unfair? The no. old format and it gave you it gave you a moment yep. at the end of the game. I mean, we don't love who it was for, but you get a, you get a winning play. And had the Niners scored, I mean, this didn't play out. But if you went touchdown, touchdown, a me- like what does the NFL really want? They want a drama. They want they want the show. They want as much you know excitement as possible. Had the Niners scored a touchdown in their first drive, and the Chiefs came down and did the same thing. You've got one. Reed said he was going for two. You've got one play from the two-yard line to decide the Super Bowl. I mean, that is what the league wants. They want all or nothing right here from the two-point conversion. If the Chiefs get it, they win. If the Niners get make the stop, they win. 803-0550. We're going to break in. Tony on the other side. We'll get to uh, your phone call here. Jeremy and Joe on uh, Super Bowl Bowls game on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Okay. So Boomer Esiason said at halftime that the McCaffrey touchdown should not have counted. Why? He said because he was like apparently boldly saying like there was an eligible man downfield. When very clearly he's, he's wrong. I mean, everyone said he's wrong. The pass was behind the line of scrimmage, which means it doesn't matter, and the guy wasn't downfield. So, 
He just went up there and said that it shouldn't have counted, and it very clearly should have. Sweet. Tony and Kenmore. Hey, Tony. Hey, guys. Thanks for squeezing me in. Um, I know it's a point you don't want to belabor, and, and I don't suffer from any, you know, redraft regrets. But I do feel like the more Mahomes separates from Allen, the more, you know, you're going to hear people, you know, kind of harken back to those, uh, you know, those couple of years. And I think it's important if we're going to do that ever um, that we do it accurately. And the most important piece to me there is that Bean was not here. Uh, McDermott took over a personnel department uh, still headed by Whaley all the way through the draft, if I'm not mistaken, one that I don't think he knew that well uh, and probably didn't trust that much. And for me, you know, that will always be the, you know, uh, the most underlying factor in why quarterback got pushed and they started to load up, load up, load up for when Bean eventually came in, which I'm sure McDermott knew, uh, you know, I mean, he had Bean, you know, riding in uh, uh, behind him. But he just was not prepared to go through that quarterback search with a department that he didn't know or really feel like he could pin his future uh, as an NFL head coach on. And I, that, that part just has to be in that conversation Whenever we choose to have it, uh, as, as as discouraging as it might be, yeah. If it's I mean, that's it's one explanation. Is it true? They drafted Tre'Davious White, Deion Dawkins, and Matt Milano in that draft. Yeah. Did he trust the personnel department for those positions? They also uh, listen. That like, draft's always gonna be weird. Did they not go down to UNC to work out Trubisky? Trubisky, yeah. There's probably a quarterback they would have taken there. They didn't want to take Mahomes. Whether that's McDermott didn't want him to take Mahomes, or Whaley didn't want to take Mahomes, or the owner had input. I mean, well, that's always been my question. If they thought Mahomes was a very good prospect, if they thought he he could be a great quarterback, would they have picked him? It's a great question. This gets to again, like without trying to relitigate and say you have to feel bad about it. I told you I don't think about it. I don't really – it doesn't keep me up at night. But they, I, they, by the way, they worked out Mahomes that year too. Yeah. If you're wondering. And there's probably – if he falls to 27, do they take Mahomes? Maybe. What they wanted to do was add to their kitty, I suppose. What if the Chiefs don't even call? What do they do? Right? They trade down 17 spots. A lot, a lot of times in the draft, it's worth pointing this out. The Bills go into that draft. What are they going to do? We'll see. The draft happens to you. You don't just decide everything. Here are the Bills. They're on the board. 10th overall. All right, we're going to take ring, ring, yellow. Uh-huh. Chiefs want to give us a first to drop to 27. Do we want to do that? What do you guys think? Sure. Right? Like You don't go into the draft knowing everything that's going to happen. So, to But you would know enough about the quarterback to where... You know you're not going to take Mahomes. For sure. You're not going to take yeah, him. Because if you liked him enough, you would not someone ring, says ring, ring, we'll give you a first. You say, get out of here. We like this quarterback. Right. And, we're, and he's up. And we're up. Now, maybe they would have taken Mahomes at 20. Maybe they would have taken Watson at 24. But those guys go early, and they drop out, and they take Tredavious White, make a great pick, and they add to their kitty for the following year to trade up for a quarterback. And I, I can remember being on the air the next day and Sal saying, like, guys, what they've done is they've decided to add to their assets and they're going to get a quarterback next year's draft. The following year is supposed to be a strong quarterback year. You know, it kind of reveals a lot of the stuff you hear about drafts that aren't exactly true. 
I think a, a good thing to wonder is just if their head coach had been Kyle Shanahan, what do they take? Do they trade out of Mahomes for a first round pick and a defense and a defensive back and twenty seventh overall pick? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. So I, I don't. I, it's not going to work for me to just say, "Well, McDermott didn't trust their personnel staff. He trusted them to take Tre'Davious White and Deion Dawkins and Matt Milano, and those are three." But other... that's not quarterback. Like, it doesn't matter if if you if Doug Whaley is in that room and you've got his scouting staff, you might say to yourself. They're the ones who have done all the evaluations on this players. I'll trust them enough to trade down and pick a cornerback. But I, I'm not, and I'm not saying this is right. But I'm not letting that scouting staff do the homework on the on the quarterback I'm about to pick and tie myself to for the next five years. Well, you know what that is hubris. I know better than these guys do, or just you don't trust them because they're you know they're all getting fired tomorrow. But you trust them for all the other players and picks. But it's not quarterback. Doesn't matter. You corner versus quarterback is totally different. Nah, doesn't matter. Because tr- you've got to make I, the picks. You I, can't forfeit them. I trust your ability to evaluate a offensive tackle, but not a quarterback. Because quarterback decides your job status oh, in the future. I, I, cornerback, does I know. Not. If you want to say that McDermott punted on quarterback, so he wouldn't immediately tie himself to a rookie, sure, right? They didn't like the rookie enough. Well, they, that's what I, I, they, I. They did. They did that year draft Nathan Peterman, who, the fifth, yeah. who then won the job out of camp over Josh Allen. Right. You know, easy on who I trust to evaluate quarterbacks. But Peterman was never there. Was never going to be the guy. Then not the guy that decided was, McDermott's job. No, that's that's right. Peterman did also supplant Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback in the NFL for a half. Easy on. I trust these people at quarterback and not these people at quarterback. I man, you're, I, you're talking about McDermott didn't trust these guys over here to draft Patrick Mahomes, but he did trust himself to start Nathan Peterman and then evaluate a full training camp of Peterman against Josh Allen against E. Who's the other guy in there? Was that not EJ? Uh, uh, AJ McCarron. Thank you. And they traded McCarron and started Peterman for a half. But that's like we're talking bridge for a couple games. I I buy wholeheartedly the reason they didn't take quarterback that year was McDermott was not going to let a scouting staff that was about to get fired decide his tenure as Bills head coach. Okay, what would an offensive coach have done? Said, I'm going to make that quarterback into something. Right. That's my point. That The defensive coach needed more time. And what did he do? He built, again, it's not to say it was, I I don't lose sleep about it. He succeeded. He said, I'll build a defense. And he did, and he ended the drought in year one. And then, oh, well, okay, yeah. Let's go get a quarterback. Everybody loves me here. <laughs> I'm I'm a made man. By the way, they almost, they, they really came close to costing themselves. Yeah. By making it that year. That's right. It's, if the Broncos, what was the story? If the Broncos, um, oh, no, what was it? I forgot what it was. Somebody traded out when they didn't think they were going to. And that allowed the Bills to jump up and get Allen. It and there was, was there was a there was a very close scenario it, I, where I, the Bills would not have been able to jump up. I believe it was that the Broncos did not think Bradley Chubb would be available. Oh, okay, and they took Chubb instead. Oh, and the other the other one I'm thinking of <laughs> was the Jets. Jay Glazer reported this that Cleveland was considering giving Seattle the number one pick for Russell Wilson, yeah. and Seattle was going to take Allen. Allegedly, yeah, right. Allegedly. All right. Good times. 
We're back tomorrow. Extra Point Show coming up on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.